Hello everyone and welcome to Tuesday Tappins with Bryce and my good friend Lewis here. Yes. Uh, it is a podcast about uh, all things football from Europe to the MLS um, to any big transfer news and rumors. Um, we started a podcast basically just to, uh, we love talking about football and uh, soccer, so we decided to start a podcast. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, basically that's it. I mean, started about f- pretty much a few days ago on the weekend. We were like, why not? Give it a try, you know. Um, today is the day, Tuesday, October 20th. Tap in Tuesday, always on Tuesdays. Um, we have a show, just a pretty much a basic show to get you guys started and uh, to get us started into the podcasting um, sort of business, I guess you could say. And we're kind of starting the heat of like all leagues just starting up. I think Premier League, it's match week five or four. Four, I believe. Or and five, Champions yeah. League starting this week. Actually, while we're recording this, um, Barca and United are playing in separate matches. Um, but so we're we're kind of starting this right in the middle of like a bunch of big games starting. Yeah. So we we have a lot to talk about, um, which is kind of why we started. We we just kind of love talking about it. So decided why not start one? But yeah, um, you know, you love talking with your friends about it. I know a lot of people out there do love talking about football or, or soccer, whatever you want to call it, um, with each other. But yeah, we just decided you know why not put it out there? You know maybe we'll get some people to listen in and give their opinions compared to ours. You know. Yeah, this is just going to be kind of like a chill, relaxed podcast. We we just kind of go over fixtures, uh, rumors, give our opinions on it, talk about it, just yeah. like a regular conversation that you have with your buddies about any other sport, really, like baseball, basketball, football, uh, soccer, like anything. Anything. Like we're, we're just here to talk um, and put it out there for people to listen to, and whether they agree with us or not, we'll, uh, we're just kind of talking and having fun. So uh, Yeah, it's all we're here to do, really. Anything uh, else you want to say before we get into the fixtures, Lewis? Um, yeah, I guess we should uh, share a bit about ourselves, you know. Um, you know, our history, how long we've been watching football, you know. Um, what's funny about this is that my friend Bryce, you know, he plays baseball. And he's going to college for it. I'm in college. Yep. I play baseball in college. Yep, he does. Um, and I actually was the one that got him into football. And, I think uh, it was eighth grade or freshman year of high school. Yeah, one of the... Four years ago or yeah. so. So we started playing FIFA and I just kind of <laughs> fell in love with it and I just I've been watching it ever since. Yeah, um, so yeah, me I've been watching it all my life, you know. I grew up in a Portuguese family where it's basically like a religion to watch soccer, soccer yeah, yeah. football. Um, you know. And my father has always gotten me into it and even my mom who isn't even really a sports fan, she loves watching it herself. Um, most of my family does and that's how I really got into it. Um yeah, it's weird cuz like my family like they're just basically just baseball football guys with like my dad and grandparents are like golf dudes like they never watch soccer ever and like once I started watching it like a few years ago like they were like what are you like what are you doing like (laughs) this is so boring to watch and like that's how I thought it was too like when I first started watching I thought that soccer was so stupid and boring and like but once I actually sat down and watched and and kind of learned some history that's what got me was like the history and like crazy goals that happen and crazy times like that's what really got me, and that's what kind of got me into it. So that's just kind of our story of watching soccer, I guess. Yeah, most people most people don't get into it because they think, you know, two 45-minute halves with no stoppages, they're going to think, why am I sitting down? I'm watching 100, yeah. <laughs> over 100 minutes of just 
soccer, I guess. Especially Jose Mourinho football back yeah. in like three years ago. <laughs> sit back behind the ball and hold the possession for yeah, yeah. 60 minutes. Oh, we're up 1-0 in the first minute. Let's just sit, park, park the, the bus, bus real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, and people will just look at it and they won't understand the rules and they'll never give it really a second try, especially people here in America. I see in, obviously in the European countries and uh, South American countries, it's the number one sport. Here in America, obviously we I have feel basketball. Like the MLS is popping off. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I feel like the MLS is low key popping off now. Like I mean, it's as big as it's ever been. It is as big as it's ever been, and it's clear to see that. You know, um, us living here in Orlando, this is our biggest season ever. Oh, for sure. Um, we'll especially talk a little bit later. About yeah, we'll that, talk a little bit later about um, the in depths of the MLS currently, but. Yeah, it's obviously, like, it's becoming bigger here, clearly, by the years as it goes on. And especially with us having the World Cup here in 2026, That's that'll be, so be even bigger. But uh, do you want to talk about the clubs we support, maybe, just a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I mean, speaking of Orlando, both of us are Orlando supporters here yeah. in Orlando, Florida, wherever you may be listening from, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I'm a huge Spurs fan. Um, obviously... Uh, Spurs are Spurs, but I, I love them. I mean, as soon as once I kind of started watching, they were just kind of the club that was always on in the 15-16 season when we came in second, lost on the last match day, which kind of sucked. But once they finished second, I was just like, this is the team I want to play. Like, they've got to be pretty or This is the team I want to support. You know, they've got to be pretty good to finish second. They've got these cool kids or cool kits um, yeah. or jerseys. Harry Kane in the prime of his life. Yeah, Harry Kane started popping off. I Scoring watched 30 Christian Eriksen. He became my favorite player. Uh, come yeah. back, please. But you know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what's the club you support, Homeschool? Uh, I mean, obviously every uh, younger kid who watches the Premier League in 2010, uh, Manchester <laughs> City, <laughs> uh, Sergio Aguero, uh, Yaya Torre. Those uh, those guys really got me into the English side of football. Um, you know, seeing Yaya Torre being six foot two and controlling the midfield like it's his job, it's kind of crazy to watch. Scoring from thirty plus yards out, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we won. Aguero scoring in two thousand was it two thousand twelve? Uh, yeah, two thousand twelve in the it's last the match league. day gets oh, QPR. Man. Aguero, thank you, Martin Tyler, and Alan Smith, and every commentator ever. That just that if that doesn't give you chills, I don't know what will. Even if you're a Man United fan, you have to admit that it was. A yeah, bittersweet moment. Insane, man. Insane moment. But, um, yeah, that's basically, you know, just the basis of us as football fans. You know, we do support Orlando City, and I guess that's probably, I don't know, that is the club I feel more attached to. I don't know about you in Tottenham. I feel more attached to Spurs just because I never really, I watched them more because I thought it was better football. Yeah. I just. Mean. It was just more entertaining to watch, especially when I first started watching three or four years ago when Orlando wasn't really great. Yeah, finishing. It was kind of hard to watch. <laughs> finishing um, second bottom. Yeah. So, but I'd say two years ago, I really started paying attention to Orlando. I really started watching. I became a bigger fan because, you know, it's, it's the hometown It's the hometown team, you know what I mean? So, um, that's just kind of when I started becoming an Orlando City fan, but... Um, you want to dive into uh, some Champions League? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Let's dive into some uh, Champions League match day one. Started officially today at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. You know, whatever time that uh, equivalates to you around the world. Um, right now, Barca is up 2-0 against... Um, I don't even know if I want to pronounce that name. Ferran Savaros, I guess. Yeah. And the 50th safer. minute, second half just started. Uh, second half also just started for PSG Man United. 
They are in the 47th minutes. Bruno Fernandez scored another one of his famous penalties. <laughs> Start off. Barcelona just went up 3-0, by the way. Oh, who scored? I have no idea, but I just saw the fixture update. Um, it was Philip Coutinho assisted by Ansu Fati. So they are 3-0 up, and this could get Ansu bad. Ansu Fati with a goal and an assist yep. today. This could get bad for Vernus Savaros. I mean, it's Barcelona, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it could get bad for them. Um, we have uh, Serginho Des, the American, who just made a huge transfer as the first American to ever start for Barcelona in history, which is huge. It's super cool for me as an American fan. Yeah, and he's or playing an in this game too. Yeah, he, the Champions he's, League. Yeah, he's playing Champions League. That's that's awesome. I mean, there's a lot of Americans that play in the Champions League. Yeah, you know, like Josh Sargent, Weston McKinney. Yeah, Christian Pulisic's gonna be in the Champions League yeah. this year. That's gonna be pretty cool. He I don't is, know if he was there with uh, Dortmund or not. Dortmund. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Yeah. But uh, Serginho Des, that's pretty cool. Postage is playing against Sevilla tonight. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that's another big fixture. That is and I was actually looking at um, Man United squad with Alex Telles starting. Is this his first? Is this his debut? I think it might be his debut. I'm pretty sure it, it might just be his debut against their biggest game of the year, probably Paris Saint Germain. Yeah, and that's that's pretty insane. Man, you haven't been up to the billing. Quite recently, they picked up the four-one win against Newcastle last uh, this past weekend, but they went down one 0 in that game. And I mean, honestly, just looking at the stats against Paris, like they're say, Paris has sixty percent possession right now, Com- like completely dominating uh, United. But I mean, all you need is a Bruno Fernandez penalty, apparently. <laughs> so we have uh yeah. So following that, that awesome. game, we have currently right now we have Rene versus uh, Rennes versus Kranzador, the Turkish side versus the League One side. That's no nil currently. Then we have Lisp, uh, Leipzig versus Istanbul. They're currently winning two 0 They're also in the fiftieth minute. Yep. Leipzig doing what they do best. Oh, how about Lazio beating Dortmund? Yeah. Um, Mobley's return back against Dortmund, picking up a goal in the sixth minute and they are two nil up now in the fifty third. Speaking of Americans, Gio Reyna is he for playing Dortmund. Tonight? He just got subbed on at halftime. Wow. Let's see if he can make a difference. Bring this team back, huh? Yeah. It's a very strong side. Uh Jude Bellingham, speaking of young uh not not American, but he is young, picking up that uh that start in midfield for them. Holland, Sancho and Royce and they're down two 0 against Lazio. Man, that's just that's a crazy squad, man. You know they don't have uh, their typical number one in net. They've uh, this uh, the other uh, Swiss guy hits instead of. Oh, Berkey. they've hits instead of Berkey. Yeah, Berkey isn't starting. But like this squad is so good. Man. Delaney like, at center back is interesting as well. Left side center back in the three five, or the three four two one. Yeah, I mean when you have I mean even peace check he's not really a natural center back. No, he's, he's more not. of a right back. I mean, Vitzel in the midfield, Delaney. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still a strong defense, but, you know. Not a lot of center backs in that club. I mean, they have Matt Tomos. Obviously, he came back, what, two years ago now from uh, uh, Bayern Munich? Yeah, or was it last, last year? last summer, but the summer before, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, uh, that's a big game that's going on. Uh, they're, currently. they're winning possession right now. They have 58% possession. Uh, similar shots. Both have eight with four on target. Obviously, Lazio's been more clinical. Yeah. Um, the Chelsea-Sevilla game is currently going on. Um, no, no. Sevilla have the most possession, but it's really an even game, it seems like. I mean, this one could go either way. It's a very strong side from both teams, honestly. Two yellow cards in the midfield for Chelsea as well. They're probably going to be making some subs soon. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, De Jong, 
he was obviously the Europe, uh, Europa League hero last year for them, Sevilla, and he is up top for them tonight. Also, Ivan Rakitic from Barca mm-hmm. got him for I mean, like five million or some <laughs> twelve million, some, some stupid number. They really cheap, so cheap. I don't know how Barca let Rakitic go. Expect speaking of Barcelona, let's let's go into them. <laughs> Selling art or trade, not trading, but swapping Artur for Pulisic for Pjanic. Sorry, yeah, my apologies. What do you? Who they spent, let that happen? They they basically sent him to Juve for Artur, and what they spent twenty million plus Artur for Pjanic. Why? Like, are, look, Pjanic is class, right? Don't get me wrong. Pjanic does he bits is, for, but he's what. Four years older, three years older than Artur is. I think Artur is like twenty four or twenty five. No, he's he's, tw- he's like twenty six, twenty eight. Yeah. Still though, you know what I Still, mean. Like he's approaching he's his player. prime. Yeah, he's basically in his prime. Pjanic, who's honestly 31, 32. 32, I believe, thirty maybe. Um, but yeah, he's on the decline. He'll be declining soon. And you know, he could be like you know Kevin De Bruyne. would be thirty two. Lead lead the league in assists. Break the assist record in the Premier League. Yeah. Shout out. But Kevin still, like that that transfer just that that's so mind-boggling to me. And he's he was one of the most expensive. They basically spent sixty million on him. Well, they got rid of you know they traded basically Artur and twenty million for Pjanic. That's you know, crazy, man. Speaking of transfers, we can't really talk about the Chelsea Sevilla game without talking about Havertz and Werner. Yeah, and let's Thiago just, Silva. Yeah, let's talk about what Chelsea did to bring in the squad that they have right and now. And Mendy, the the goalkeeper. Yeah, Timo Werner up top. Right. Stole him basically from Liverpool. Liverpool were willing to. Uh, Jurgen said he was not willing to play and buy a player, or play buy a player that he could not play. So he basically said he's crazy. He's. I'm not. not I'm not a football manager, but like, come on. I mean, it's Timo Werner, right? And you're comparing him to the strikers they have. They can play Salah striker. They can play Sadio Mane. Defensive striker. They have defensive striker Roberto Firmino, <laughs> um, who. Still has looked like he has no they chance of scoring have, goals. They also have that young kid, uh, Minam- Minamino. Minamino, he's more of a winger though. Yeah, I don't know if he can play up top, but yeah, Timo but still, Werner. Werner would have been huge. I mean, for anyone, for Werner to be in anyone's squad, he starts in any squad for me. He starts in most most squads, unless yeah. you're Bayern Munich and you have Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, I mean, just play him on the wing. Yeah, because Leroy Sané's, you know, he gets hurt all the time. Leroy Sané, they've had a great start of their season by FC Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Kai Havertz, the most expensive transfer of the window. Um, Crazy. Big transfer for them. Huge and he's, transfer. He's looked decent. I mean, he hasn't looked bad. Obviously, you can't really base him off. He hasn't really impressed games. me, though. Like, the the two games that I watched, especially last weekend, which we'll get into the fixtures for the Prem last weekend soon, but he he got himself a goal, right? The goal was a tap-in back post, and I'm not taking anything away from him. Havertz is class, but... When you pay like ninety million for someone, like yeah, you want someone to come on the pitch and just completely take over. And like I haven't really seen, like I haven't really seen that from him. He's like, still he, young, you know. You're right. You're right. And he did come from uh, the Bundesliga. He yeah. came from uh, Leverkusen. Well, uh, Leverkusen, yeah. I'm but, a Wolfsburg. I mean, the Premier League. You spend ninety million on someone. You want someone to come in and completely take over. Yeah, and be which, and be completely class every touch. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that he's not a bad player or anything. No, he's but definitely not bad. What I've seen from him, he just hasn't settled in yet. You know, yeah. Obviously, it takes time to settle in, especially in the Premier League. That's a big. Yeah, yeah. Um, more. I guess you would say more competitively compared to the Bundesliga. Definitely. Although the Bundesliga is getting more competitive as the years go on. Leipzig looks great. Um, yeah. 
And there's a lot of teams in there that are competitive. So Wolfsburg, we have to, Leverkusen. We have to talk about Thiago Silva. He's washed, right? Ooh. He has to be. But the, Chelsea has no defense, though. They needed him. They got they, him on a free. They got him on a free, right? And you think that's great business. Thiago Silva, four years ago, what? World, top World Ten 11? Ten years ago. And honestly, you know, class. Took, is Brazil's second captain behind David Luiz, maybe? If not yeah. the captain of Brazil? Or one of the captains of Brazil, and you think come from PSG on a free? You, you, PSG doesn't let their players go for free, and that's not a lot of, you know. Let Cavani go for free too, though. You know, Cavani's Cavani too. You know, those guys are both they're in that older. same position where they're, they're both older players. Thirty-five. Thirty-five plus. Yeah. Um, I think Thiago Silva's thirty-seven. Thirty-six. Yeah. I think he's thirty-seven. Or he just turned thirty-six. One of the two. And he's just, he hasn't looked like anything of himself. He looked like David Luiz in the last few weeks of last <laughs> yeah. season. I mean, like, but to be fair, it's a free, and you have someone that has experience coming to the squad, which yeah. I can see why they take him, but Chelsea, like Chelsea spent all this money on attack, which is great because, you know, they're, they're going to score goals. Like, yeah, obviously. There's no doubt about that Chelsea's going to score Especially a lot of Frank goals. Especially with Frank Lampard in that, and that setup that they have. They have Jorginho in the midfield, who all he does is provide assists. Yeah. I mean, but the defense is, it's rough. I mean, they have Conte protecting them, which is always great, but if you get past Conte, I mean, they what do you have to do, dribble past Kurt Zuma? They have they have the big money signing of Ben Chilwell, who obviously in the Premier League... He's class. I rate He him. is class. And in the Premier League, you're going to spend 50 mil for an English defender, no matter yeah. what club you are. Yeah, yeah, You definitely. look at John Stones going to Man City, they spent plus 50 mil for him. And then Ben Chilwell, who looked like probably the best left back in the league last season. Definitely. Or one of the best. I agree. And... You're gonna spend fifty plus million for him, especially behind Andrew Robertson, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, of course, Andrew Robertson. But I'm talking about English defenders last season. He yeah. looked like one of the best. Um, but you think, right? Like, if if I'm thinking about Chelsea's defense, and I'm thinking who is the defender, who is the most scary defender? Like, if I'm an attacking forward, or if I'm someone that's putting a game plan together to try and expose the back line. It's it's not too scary, like honestly. It's not. I mean, like as a Spurs fan, if we're coming up against Ch- Chelsea, like I'm more scared about how many is like how many times they're going to score against us than how many times we're going to score. Because I know you know we're going to score goals as a uh, me as a Spurs fan. I know that Spurs are going to score goals. I mean, you guys have proved that this season. Yeah, human Son and Harry Kane are on fire. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Harry Kane, the best striker in the world. Um, <laughs> maybe Lewandowski Levin- might be the Thomas Muller Lewandowski. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. But anyways, like anyone in the Premier League can look at Chelsea's defense and go, they have Conte and Chilwell, and one's a midfielder and one is a left back. They and, have no. And then you big look at their keepers, hats. and then you look at their keepers, and they have Kepa and Mendy, and I mean, neither Mendy, of them have proved to to stop a shot. No, but Kepa's bad, right? Kepa, I haven't seen Mendy play too much, so I can't really say much about him. I mean, he's looked oh, he's looked better than Kepa. Yeah, and that's not saying much. Yeah, yeah. Kepa, you spend what do they spend? Almost seventy million on him, mm-hmm. or something like 65, that. Sixty-five. Sixty-five million on him. Worst signing they've probably ever done in their club's history. I mean, you look at Fernando Torres too. I mean, still like if but, uh, it's, it's Spanish just... people at Chelsea just don't work out, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Unless your name Juan is Mata. Juan Mata or Cesc Fabregas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean. I don't see how 
Dude, even last year, think about it. Or they Pedro. played Ceballos over Keppa at the end of the season because Frank Lampard had enough of them. Oh, Caballero? Yeah. Yeah, Willie Caballero. Or not Ceballos, yeah, Cab- Caballero. Willie Caballero, who was, you know, on the last foot of his career, 38 They, plus they trusted him more than Keppa. Yeah. That's saying something, man. And we all, we all looked at the manager situation from a few years ago where he was, you know, basically refusing to get off the pitch for with the penalty shootout. Yeah, with, uh, with Sorry. And you're like, okay, maybe it's just them two that are you know have a little bit of see when i first saw that i thought that was i actually admired him for it was kind of inspiring because it's like oh like i want you to come off the pitch even though he clearly needed to come off the pitch he was just like no like i got like at least just like he has a bit of confidence with himself right yeah which is good yeah but But, can't save a shot now looking at it a season or season two later you're thinking you know probably he should have probably came off before that you know he can't save a shot and even if Chelsea wanted to sell him, like they're not gonna, they're, like, they're not, they're never gonna make their money back on him. Never. So it's either sell him now for really, really cheap, and lose a lot of money, or hopefully try and get his market value up. Catch him in a purple again. patch. Yeah, he... like. But the thing is, is like I think that's what they're doing. That's why I think Lampard keeps putting him in net, so he has a few good games under his belt mm-hmm. that he can at least either get some confidence back and get be- in better form. Or get into a form where they can sell him for at least a little bit of dough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend this whole podcast <laughs> trashing on Kepa's <laughs> of Balaga, but I think we've been talking about it for like five minutes. I mean, but I mean, he deserves the. He, I don't want to say he's deserved it, because I mean, he just can't save a shot. And by by the way, Hakim Ziyech talking about transfers just, just came, came on for Chelsea. Yep. Um, big signing that is. That's a huge signing from Ajax, and I they really, got him for cheap. I really rate Akeem Ziyech. I think he's great. Him and Jorginho in the midfield, that's a scary sight if you're the back line. You know, those through balls over mm-hmm. the top, uh, through balls in behind, those passes in between. Like, it, that's going to be tough, it's man. A, it, it will be tough for teams that have to come up against that. Yeah. Premier League, Champions League, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't matter still what team Still 0-0 in the Chelsea-Sevilla game, by the way. Yeah, still 0-0. Um, Rene and Kronzador have gone from no no to 1 1, so that game is kind of heated up a bit in the last you know, few minutes. Uh, is Rene's the team that has uh, the. Uh, Camavinga? Yeah, Camavinga, yeah, the 17 year old kid. Who scored a bike on his France debut. What a legend, man. He, he's, he's class. Oh, PSG just equalized against Man United. Let's see who the goal was. I can only assume it's Mbappe or Neymar since they don't have Chupo Martin. Oh, it's Anthony Martial own goal in the 55th oh, minute. Oh, wow. Moise Keane did come on, by the way, for them. They just Oh, they just signed Moise Keane from Everton. I forgot from about Everton. It's a, I believe it's a loan deal? Um, I, I, think. I think it's loan with a buy. Option buy, probably? I'm not sure. But Moise Keane, um, it didn't work out at Everton, did he? No, I don't. He's. I think he was too young to transfer like that out of somewhere where he was used to. What was he, 17 or 18 at the he time? Was, yeah, probably like 19, 20, maybe. Coming from Juve, he is Italian. It's it's a, That's a tough it's, move it's tough, when you're right? that young, um, especially to the Premier League. Um, yeah. He, he had a few flashes of brilliance. I mean, especially at Juve, he looked like one of the young, Oh, best he looked like strikers. a prodigy. Yeah. and um, I mean, he's still young. I mean, this happened a window and a half ago. A few windows ago, yeah. Like maybe two years maximum yeah. ago. Yeah. I can't exactly remember when no, they I bought him. No, I can't exactly either, but yeah, um, now he's in PSG, and you know, in League One, he'll probably score goals. You have to imagine he will. Yeah. That's not I a mean, thrash on League One, but that's just, with that side, with Neymar and Mbappe on either side of you, you have to score goals. Especially compared to the other leagues with the talent that they have at the, yeah. like the mid-table level, 
it's 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 night and you day. Know, if Chupo Moting can score goals, Chupo Moting scoring goals in the Bundesliga though. I know that was that was in the uh, he just scored a brace in the German League Cup against a League Two side. I forget fine, what it was though. called. Um, yeah, good forget for the name him, of the club. Yeah, good good for Chupo Moting. I mean, he get he gets his uh, he has that he has that weird stat where every time he debuts for a new club, he debuted at Stoke brace. Yeah. Debuted at PSG brace. Be- debuted at Bayern Munich brace. I mean, he's just used to scoring goals in his first game. We'll see how he is for Bayern for the rest of the year. He will be backing up, obviously, the best striker in the world in Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. But we'll see yeah, how it's, it goes it's tough to knock Lewandowski off of, you know, a starting spot unless he gets um, hurt, it's obviously. It's probably impossible. That's Especially with the form he's in now. Um, tell me one striker that can name, that can knock him off. It's, it'd be tough, man. It, probably impossible. Kylian Mbappe, maybe? Maybe. Just because he's, he's so young, yeah. Um, Even then, you just want him to play on the wing or something. Yeah, you want both of them on the pitch. You don't want just one if yeah. you have both. Like you know. Um, moving on to fixtures tomorrow, uh, we have Red Bull Salzburg oh, yeah. taking on Lokomotiv Moscow. That'll be a fun game. A uh, big German team with the Austrian giants. Um, well, a little Austrian MLS action. Uh, well, not action, but transfer. We have the Max. Was it Max Aronson? Max Aronson, yeah. Uh, to Red Bull Salzburg, which is from big for Philadelphia uh, Union. Yeah, which is big for Philadelphia, honestly. Yep. They get their big money move for that kid who's been there for a while. He's 23 years old. He's, He's a young. homegrown player. Homegrown player. Um, you love to see it, honestly. A big, even as a you know, just an American fan. Like yeah. if you're just a fan of, if you're just an American and, and you're into soccer, you yeah. should be happy because. Yeah. Especially now, I feel like the United States has some of the best talent that we've ever had. Yeah, and it's um, great coming, uh, you know, we have the 2026 World Cup coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's going to be so exciting, man. And hopefully America does play at some point here close so we can go see a game. Hopefully, man. And, I mean, we have a lot of time from here to then, but we'll see how those players eventually shape out, you know. Yeah. Pulisic will be 27. Weston McKinney. Big yeah. move to uh, Juve. I think it's just a loan deal with the option to buy. Yeah, it's a loan. I be- oh no, I think yeah, it might be one of those loaned option to buy. But he he looked good in their first debut. Yeah. Um, and I've heard that Juve like him. You know, he fits he's, that bill of Juve. He's played a bunch of minutes, I think. Yeah, he's he fit that bill. That uh, I mean, you can't have a really better midfield coach above you than Andrea Pirlo, who is their head coach. Yeah, yeah. That's an insane. You know, if you're a midfielder and you're Juventus right now, you're absolutely having a dream. With yeah, Andrea Pirlo. you're licking your chops yeah. to get out there and pick his brain. Oh, uh, Verna, Verna Faros, Verna, Vernon Faros got a goal oh, back against Barcelona, back 3-1. Against Barcelona, yep. All right, so we have Real Madrid versus Shakhtar yeah. Donetsk tomorrow. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of uh, Real with the uh, Champions League? Because uh, they did lose to a mid-table. I think they were just promoted into the La Liga uh, that they lost uh, yeah, to. last week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later when we get into the leagues, yeah. but... Um, their form doesn't look great, to I mean, say the least. They picked up, you know, first game of the season, they picked up their win like they always do. You know, Real Madrid's going to win in the Liga. They're going to be number one, two, or three. I mean, of that's, course, that's of obviously course, yeah. what's going to happen. Um, oh, big voice crack. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, Real Madrid should win comfortably. Uh, Shakhtar, Shakhtar, they have, a, they have a lot of experience in Champions League. They're always in Champions yeah, League. They're going to uh, win Ukraine every year. Oh, is it Ukraine? I thought it was Turkey. I know, the Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. Yeah. They're going to win Ukraine every year. Definitely. They're going to be in the Champions League. They've got a lot of players that have been in the Champions League. Unless Mm -hmm. they've just completely revamped the team, and I have no idea. No, they've uh, they've sold on some few players, but, I mean, that's always... Because they always get that young Brazilian talent that comes in and they sell them off, like Tyson, like Douglas Costa, (laughs) like Fred. Yeah. 
you know, they get that young Brazilian talent that comes in, plays a few games of Champions League, looks good, and then they sell them on to a big It's European no punk for Real Madrid, though, you know? I mean, Champions League football is Champions League football. You never know. Real Madrid are the, you know, they are. They're Real Madrid, you know. I, I, I see them winning comfortably 2-0, 3-1. Two, um, you know, Olympiacos, Marseille, not too much to talk about there. Olympiacos and Marseille were both in the Champions League last year, I believe. I know Olympiacos for sure. Yeah. Um, they actually upset Spurs in the group stage last year. Mm-hmm. Um, not too much to talk about there. Um, it's pretty pretty even game. Yeah, I'd for- imagine. Um, I'd imagine Marseille probably bring a little bit more to the table than Olympiacos. I would say a Marseille win, if not a draw. Yeah, I'll go one-one draw. Yeah. Uh, City Porto, Loki, kind of a big game. Yeah, Porto. Um, they have a strong side this year. Um, you know, uh, the Liga Nos eventually. I mean, over time has just become a buy-on, sell-on league. Yeah, they get their young players, and then the European giants will come in and yep. sell and I mean, buy them off of them. Like we see that this year from Jao, uh, from last year with Jao Felix. We see this this year from Trinicao, who yeah, we were just talking about with Barcelona. Um, Vinicius just came to Spurs. Yeah, Vinicius. There's a lot of young talent in the Liga Nos. And, um, you know, hopefully, me as a Manchester City fan, hopefully they just get the easy job done. Yeah, I see um, Manchester winning 3-0. 3-4-0, hopefully. Now, need, this game interests me going into the next fixture, Enter Gladback. Yes, very interesting. This game. will... I think this is going to be a game to watch because... Inter is a very strong side. They made a lot of signings over the uh, transfer window. They were a strong a side bef- before the signings. Yeah. They were a strong side. Muchin Gladback challenged for the league in the Bundesliga last, last year season. for a little yep. bit. For, for a they while. They were top there. of the table for a while. Yeah. I want to say two or three weeks they were top of the yeah, table probably. in a row. Um, they look strong. Yeah. What do you think about this game? Um, it all depends really on if those Inter signings are going to work out. It's yeah. kind of like the Chelsea situation, really. Um, you're looking at the inter signings. You go, you know, Atra Fakimi. Um, they picked up a lot of players. They picked up, you know, Christian Eriksen last season, who yep. has looked class. They have yeah. Romelu Lukaku up top. Still have Lautaro yeah. Martinez. Yeah, after it's a scary all those, attack. After all those rumors about Lautaro going, you know, is he going to go to Barca? Is he going to go to Manchester City? He said, City? nope, I'm staying. I'm still scoring goals. He said, I'm going to stay. And I'm going to score goals in the Serie A. That's, that's my job, and that's what I'm going to do. He does it very well. And, you know... Maybe he's maybe he still will move on. Maybe in the winter transfer window we see him move on. But for now, I think Inter are one of the strongest sides in Europe. Yeah, they uh, did just lose to Milan. AC Milan yep. though. AC Milan. But yeah. ignoring that, I think they're gonna have a little bit of fire under their butts going into the Champions Roger League. Roger back, which is scary. yeah. That's they've got a strong side. They man. have a really strong side. They've got a strong side. Um, um, one of the best goalkeepers in the world as well. Andanovic. Um, you know, Skriniar. Yeah. They have a strong defense as well. Atif yeah. just coming in. Yeah, huge, huge, huge uh, game. Uh, Muchin Gladback still with Alessandro Playa up top. Um, mm-hmm. Scored a bunch of goals for Muchin Gladback last year. Um, they have Zakari in the midfield. He's just a rock. an absolute monster. And, you know, they have one of the, you know, obviously I could say right now one of the best keepers in the world, Jan Sommer. Jan Sommer, he's very underrated. Very underrated. He's looked very good, you know, in FIFA. He's basically in the <laughs> Because he gets a team of the week every other he gets week. He a team of the week every other <laughs> every week. Every other week. Bro. By the end of the year, he'll probably be a 90 overall with you know the amount he, of team of the weeks I he gets. I think he balled out for Swiss, too, over the... Over the Nations League break? Yeah. I mean, I think he did le- let three in against Germany. But it was uh, Germany, so... I mean, Germany's Germany. You have Timo Werner on top. I see that. I s- I'm going to go 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw? I'm going to say... 
a three-one win for Inter. Okay. I'm gonna say they finally they turn that Milan derby around, and they get a good win. But it could go either way, honestly. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go two-two-one win. I for think Inter, Inter hang on. They score a late goal. I think it's gonna be a one-one game for a while. They're gonna score a late goal, um, and then just park the bus. Yep. All right, moving on, we have uh, Michelin, the which is a Danish team. The Danish team versus um, Atalanta. Um, Danish league doesn't have a bunch of talent. They have Sisto, who is the left winger for the Danish national team. Yeah, that's the, about the only player I can name on that team. Ah, uh, yeah, I that's about it for me as well. Yeah, um, Atalanta's decent. Um, they Papu Gomez, who's a little going up, getting up there in age. But he looked like wine. Yeah, he's aging perfectly. like wine. He's he's decent. Um, they also have uh, the other center forward. They just, Ilicic. Yeah, he's coming back off Is of that. He, yeah, De- he had yeah. like a little depression. A period. sad, um, a sad off season, I should say. You know, good for him getting back out there. Yeah. I'm happy. I'd for like him. to see you know he um, he contemplate retirement, and I'd like to see him come back and maybe he destroys this poor Danish team. <laughs> who good for them? They've made it into the Champions League. I They're going to get a lot of money off. I think of this. this is a, the, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this. I think this is the first time they've been in the Champions League in a while. I, I would it's usually so. Copenhagen that usually gets in. They yeah. kind of run the Danish league. And you um, know, so I, I see Atlanta winning this comfortably two three now. Yeah, I, I'd see that as well. Maybe Michelin get a goal back. But yeah, it's probably going to end up like this Barca right, game. Yeah, yeah. Mit, mit, I can only assume it's Michelin or something Michelin. like that. I don't know. I'm gonna call him mid. Um, Respect. But moving on, we have a monster Shoot. game. Probably the goal, the game of the week, uh, if not PSG bon- uh, Man U. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. This is the game of the week. Chelsea Sevilla is also a big game. Um, uh, Atletico Madrid Bayern, Bayern Munich. Munich. So we could probably have an entire podcast just on these two teams alone. Yeah, especially um, last season too. So let's start with Atletico, if you don't mind. Okay. They Atletico. just brought in Luis Suarez, who. Is just scoring goals for fun right now. Yeah, he is top top form world class striker at the moment. Um, he just came from Barcelona, having an okay season, um, and he he's just scoring goals for fun for Atletico Madrid. They also just let Thomas Partey go to Arsenal. Yeah, that's a big loss for them. But they, they did got pick a up, lot uh, of money from it though. They it they was picked a up Lucas Torreira. Yep, from Arsenal. <laughs> yep, basically like a, kind of like a Bayern or Barcelona swap deal. Yeah, um, but I believe Thomas Partey probably is the better player. He's definitely the better player. I think uh, per uh, Torreira. Sorry, forgot his name there for a second. Yeah, um, I think he could turn his career around at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a decent player, and I think he has a lot left. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, in that Arsenal system with Mikel Arteta at the helm, they he could have probably. Blossom there, but um, it's Atletico Madrid and it's a Uruguayan star. Yeah, they're gonna pick him up. I think they're gonna love him too. Yeah, he he's a class player. He he he's a he plays kind of like Conte, where he just doesn't stop running. No, he's always pressing. Box he's, to box pressing. Yeah. Just uh, a complete a lot of defensive energy. holding midfielder. Yeah, and you know Atletico Madrid, they love their Uruguayans. They have Suarez. They yep. have Jimenez. Yep. Um, they formerly had Godin. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have Terrera, and usually they they blossom. I mean, yeah, I think he's gonna have a bright future there. Yeah, he definitely could. Um, I believe it is a, as well as a loan with an option to buy, and I'd be very surprised if they don't buy him. Yeah, especially if he does, you know, if he does if put he does in a bits, shift, you know, I I think they're gonna pick him yeah. up at the end. Um, just because why not? Um, so going to Bayern Munich, um, we. What's not to say about Bayern Munich? They're Champions League winners. They're 
They're the best team in the world, in my opinion, at the moment. Yeah, and um, there's really no argument. Oh, actually, speaking of this, one football just posted that Bayern Munich confirmed Serge Gnabry just tested positive positive for coronavirus. Okay, so that's a big loss for them this week. Um, so they're going to be without Serge Gnabry. I'm wondering if they're going to have anyone else test positive. Um, but That'll this, be a as thing of to watch right out now, for. which is 4:30, that came out an hour ago. So around three o'clock, they in Eastern Standard Time, they they just posted that. Okay, that's a, that's um, a good thing to watch. That's a big thing to watch out for for tomorrow yeah yeah i think they have enough class elsewhere that yeah they should be able to still compete easily especially easily. with robert levin Le- levin golski levin golski levin um, and thomas Mueller. oh my god you want to speak about aging like fine wine thomas Mueller. oh my man he's he's the bundesliga assists yeah, last he's, season he's the bundesliga kdb literally except for you know he has a he's a le- uh, less athletic He's won the World Cup. Won the World Cup. Won everything with Bayern. He's, he's won everything, man. He's won everything. I he's mean, you have to... I mean, looking on his whole career, you have to think he's one of the best German players to ever live. Definitely. 100%. Especially know. with how much he's competed and how long he's competed. He's, what, 33? Yeah. 32, 33? 32, 33. I mean, he's been at Bayern his whole career. Basically, yeah. Um, And I just... I think I was watching the game a few, a few days ago, the one where they beat... The team in the cup, I for, I'm sorry, I can't forget, I can't remember the team's name, but the German cup, the Pokal, mm-hmm. um, and he's like only like 13 or 10 to 13 assists away from being Bayern's all-time assist leader. You can only imagine he he, yeah. he smashes that this season. Yeah, I I think comfortably. Yeah, especially with Robert Lewandowski yeah. and Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané if he can stay healthy. I mean, it, that's a strong squad, man. Joshua Kimmich, holding midfielder, can play right back. David uh, Alaba has turned into the best left-footed center back in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, I can't run that fast anymore, and this Alfonso Davies kid is here. I'm going to play center back, and yeah. he's, 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 doing, Alfon- he's doing something right. Alfonso Davies just looked like the best, the second best left back in the world behind Andrew Robertson, yeah. if not the best last season. Definitely. Um, he's, a complete, he's a monster, man. The, you look at that team, you wonder where they're lacking, and it's really only the right-back spot. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really have a true right back. I mean, I don't see Benjamin Pavard as a right back. No. He's, Unless he, they play Joshua Kimmich there. Which, Joshua Kimmich, I don't believe he has enough pace anymore. And he's looked like... He's only 25, though. I, you mean, know what I mean, he he never really had the pace. No. That's why he blossoms he's, in DM. He's just so... He's so consistent. Yeah. He's he's like if Philip Lom, when he played Senate, when he played DM... Yeah. For he's the, literally the, the modern-age Philip Lom. Yeah. He plays right back, plays CDM. He's, He's won everything with Bayern as well. He wasn't there for the World Cup in 2014, but you can only imagine, you know, with the squad that Germany has, that they could go on and win something in the future, especially with a lot of the young talent that they have. They suffered from that uh, winner syndrome in the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. We thought Tony Cruz had a bit of magic there winning it against um, Sweden. Sweden with that magical free kick, but yeah. then they ended up losing to South Korea the next match day. Lost tough, to Mexico also in the group. Tough blow, man. Tough blow for for Germany. Tough blow. And uh, um, but uh, what what's your prediction for uh, Bayern, Bayern Atletico? Atletico? I guess it really all depends on how clinical Luis Suarez can be. And I know Serge Gnabry is going to be a big miss for Bayern Munich, but looking at this game, I mean, it's just it screams a lot of goals, but yeah. it also screams no no draw. Yeah, with the defenses they have. Yeah. It, uh, it's tough, they have, man. They have the best goalkeeper in the world, Jano Block, who I believe is the best goalkeeper in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and, you know, probably the best goalkeeper of all time in Neuer. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, there's a lot Top of Top three yeah. argument for sure. Yeah, for the best goalkeeper of all time. Won yeah. everything he could. Came third in the Blue Door. Like two years in a row. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to come third against Ronaldo and Messi. That's crazy, man. Yeah. The fact that if Messi or Ronaldo didn't exist, that he would have won the Blue He probably would have won the Blue Door, yeah. That's insane. Um, I don't know. I It screams like a 3 no or, th- or not 3 no, like a 3-3, but it also screams no-no. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. I'm gonna go two-two draw. Two-two draw. Yeah. I'm gonna go one-nil to Bayern Munich. One-nil to Bayern Munich. I think. Who uh, think gets the goal? Robert Lewandowski. Robert Lewandowski. Who else? I mean, it also depends on uh, if Atletico's defense can keep up with Leroy Sané. You know, if he's healthy and he's in prom- prime form. Yeah. He's probably one of the best left wingers in the world. Yeah. Behind Neymar and Sadio Mane. Definitely. There's definitely an argument for it. Um, so yeah, we have uh, what do you say two two? I said two two draw, and uh, I got a one nil win for Bayern Munich. Uh, moving on to the last match of the Champions League for this match day for this week. Yep. Uh, for this week, uh, we have Ajax Liverpool, which is interesting because Liverpool just lost Van Dyke. Just lost Van Dyke in a big game against. Brazil. You want to go into the Van Dyke loss now? Um, we can do it after this game. Sure. Um, we can talk a little bit about it. Too. Yeah, we'll just go. Honestly, we can just we'll just go into the Premier League after this. Yeah, we, we, can. we can just go straight into Liverpool after this. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with Ajax first, right? Yeah. Lost some big players. Donny Van de Beek. Donny Van de Beek lost to Lick the past season. Lost Fran- Frankie De Jong the past season. Lost Hakeem Donny Van de Beek. Hakim Ziyech. Uh, Sergio Dest. Sergio Dest, who wasn't a big player, but he is a good loss for them. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Ajax team and you go, which Dutch players are going to stand out really? Yeah. Who's the next young kid that's going to come up and and prove himself on the European stage? Which is, which is weird because I feel like their entire academy is just full of blonde kids that can play football. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, it is. You know, you look at their past talent that's come out of that team, and it's a lot of blonde talent. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Unless I mean, your name's you, Ruben. You, even throughout history, I mean, look at Christian Eriksen, what he did for Ajax, and then he can he can just jump into the Premier League and. Alderweireld, Alderweireld did the same thing. Yeah, both of them came from Ajax. Davison Sanchez, he hasn't Davison done much, but you know, you know, still he does bits for Colombia. Yeah, Luis Suarez came from Luis Suarez from Ajax. You know. Zlatan Ibrahimovic from yeah, Ajax. Yeah, I was just about to mention. I mean, they I just mean, have so much talent come through there. It's only a matter of time before a next huge player can come from Ajax. Yeah. I mean, they just had a bunch of huge players leave. So. Yeah, yeah. Dijon probably being the biggest one. If Definitely. not Matisse Delic, too. Yeah. Looks like class every year. Um, um, Liverpool, they've got a strong squad. Though They're going to have They're always going to have a strong squad. Yeah. Um, they're going to have Sadio Mane. They're going to have, have Mohamed Salah. They're going to have, you know... Wijnaldum, Fabinho in the midfield. They're, Jordan they're, Henderson. They're going to be a strong squad. The thing is, right, is that when I was watching Liverpool last year... I was thinking it's only a matter of time until someone gets hurt and they don't have a replacement. Because if you really look at that squad depth, it's not great. It's not, especially in the defensive position. Definitely not. Because they lost Van Dyke in a torn ACL, I believe it is, and he's requiring surgery if he hasn't gotten it already. They have Joe Gomez, who's shaky at times, but can be a good defender. They have Joel Matip. Who's ancient. Who, yeah, who really doesn't look like he can defend much. Um, Fabinho plays center back sometimes. It's like the Fernandinho center back situation, like yeah. with Man City. Fabinho. I see Fabinho more of a center back than Fernandinho, though. You know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, they both really players. can't defend like a true center back. Yeah. 
like Fabinho, he he scores worldies for fun. I mean, you want him in the midfield shooting from 30 yards out. Yeah. That's a guy I could trust, like Ruben Neves for Wolves. Another guy, they have James Milner that comes on for him, kind of just plays wherever. Navi Keita. Navi Keita. He hasn't looked great. He's uh, shown a bit of class. Jonas Shakiri. Do they even have him anymore? I think so. I could have sworn he never plays for them somewhere. though. I don't remember. Uh, like just like Navi they Keita. now have Minamino. Um, they know how. Oh, they have that other kid. I forget his name. He always, he's starting to start for them. Uh, I forget his name. They've they have that young squad. You know that that got them through the FA Cup last season. I remember that. They uh, which Jurgen trusts. They trust that young squad that they have under them. Oh, we just skipped over Thiago Alcantara. Oh yeah, Big we signing. just completely skipped over that. Thiago yeah, Alcantara. from uh, Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Brings a huge boost in the midfield for them. I mean, they didn't really need a boost in the midfield, but they just elevated it from a ten to eleven. Yeah, Diogo Jota as well. Class. Yep, they just pe- yeah, it's crazy, man. They have a strong squad. They have a strong squad. Um, I see Liverpool winning two one, two nil, two one. I see them. Know. I see them giving up a goal, probably to De Jong up top. But, okay, you know, two one maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna go with two one. Um, talking about Liverpool, I guess we can uh, start talking about the Premier League. Um, with Liverpool losing Van Dyke, how how important was Van Dyke to Liverpool's defense? He's the best center back in the world behind Sergio Ramos, if not tied with Sergio Ramos. He's a massive loss. Yeah, I mean, you look at the table and you go, well, Everton's first. Yeah, which is the biggest thing. Um, Liverpool third, they picked up that draw. It has to Villa second. I mean, eventually Villa and Everton are gonna fall off, right? You'd think so. Everton looked good, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, actually, I guess we can go into that now. We can talk about Everton and Liverpool drawing in the Merseyside derby. Yeah. Now, controversial. Yes. Because they should have. Liverpool should have picked up the win in the last. Liverpool few should have right with that offside call. VAR. VAR screwing over Liverpool for the first time. Um, <laughs> uh, they know how it feels now. Yes. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's it's crazy, right? Because even with that offside call early in the game with when Van Dyke got hurt, um, mm-hmm. you'd think that'd be a penalty anyways, right? I mean, Jordan Pickford they completely... Looked at it, they did, right? I don't... I don't understand why they can't be okay. Even though it's after the play, it still happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a horrible challenge. Terrible. It's a terrible challenge, and you know, I really feel like if it was onside, and Pickford takes him out like that, it's a clear penalty. It's a red card. Yeah. And Everton are down Everton's a man in the Merseyside Derby. Yeah, Merseyside Derby. And it's and it's a horrible loss. Com- I mean, it completely changes the game. It completely changes the game. And you know probably they score one nil. They um, Liverpool Liverpool win that game three nil in my opinion. Well, if, they already had a goal up. I believe Everton had a goal at that time. Um, was it one one? Yeah, it was one one at that time. It, it would have been three one, man. Yeah, I mean let's let's be real. It um, would have because Van Dyke would have gotten hurt anyyway. So oh, no, they were up one 0 Liverpool really? were up one nil. I I still see Liverpool coming back and thrashing them after that, especially Jordan Pickford not having another. Um. Keeper. Well, they would sub on a keeper, but they'd be playing with ten or nine men in the outfield. Um, ten men. It's, that that would be tough. It would be tough. Um, kudos to Everton for having the season they're having. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Give me your opinion on him. Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, he did bits in Napoli, right? And he he loves himself, Thomas Rodriguez, doesn't he? 
he every he's, club he's he goes three to, times. <laughs> every club he goes to, he needs James Rodriguez, and he's looked like class. It's prove it's proven a good signing so far. Yeah, I believe I don't know his stats. He has like three assists, four assists, three assists and three goals. I think or something like that. Yeah, he he assisted on the on the corner for Michael Keane's goal to yep. make it one one. Yeah, and you watch him and you go, this guy. How is this guy not playing in Real Madrid? Right. It's it's crazy, man, that Real Madrid and Zidane over at Real Madrid just kind of completely neglected him. Yeah. Ex- especially with how he's playing in the Premier League. Yeah. Especially against the big clubs like Liverpool when he can still drop in behind. He can still make that beautiful pass forward. He can still dribble around defenders. He's still doing everything that... Uh, a coach would want out of an attacking midfielder. He's still doing everything at a high level, being 30 years old, I think he is. Yeah. He, he, he's, he, he's an insane player. You watch him, and he's playing the wing position for Everton. Yeah, he's playing out wide. He's playing the... out wide. And you see the through balls that he gives in to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and you go, well, if that's Kareem Benzema, he's scoring four or five <laughs> in, in a game. You know? If that's, go, a, if that's you know, a pole in the ground, he's going to score. Yeah. He'll place it perfectly. You go, that, that's Cristiano Ronaldo in 2016. He's, yeah. He's popping up with 100 goals in a season like Messi did. Yeah. All right, calendar year, sorry. Actually, talking about Everton going down 10 men, where Carlson did get a red card in the yeah, 90th minute. Yeah, they did, minute. in the 90th minute. Which led to a it's, disallowed goal yeah. from Jordan Henderson. You know, it's a Merseyside derby. There's going to be a red card. Yeah. <laughs> with or without fans, there's going to be a red card in the Merseyside yeah. derby. Everybody knows it's probably... If not the Manchester Derby, it's probably the most ta- ta- highly touted Derby in um, England currently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big game. Dominic Calvert-Lewin doing bits as always. He he, yeah, he he's kind his, of having a standout season right now. He's he's, he's scoring for excuse me, scoring for fun. He's just he's just doing his England thing. Too. He's just doing his thing. Yeah, he had a goal for England last weekend. He's he's just doing his thing. All right. So we um, move on to. Uh, Chelsea Southampton. Chelsea Southampton draws three nil or three three. My mistake. Um, Timo Werner gets himself a double early in the game. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they went up really early in this game. Timo Werner had two goals by the 28th minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Ings eventually scored. I think that was the big mistake that Kepa had. Um, that led to the Danny Ings goal. I think that was. I believe so. I think that was the goal. If it that, wasn't that one, then it was the Che Adams one. Yeah, definitely. Later on. Um, um, che Adams looked like class in this game. He looked good. He, he looked, looked really good. good. And, you know, I it's kind of hard to rate Che Adams, you know, because you go Southampton. You know, what, yeah. what class do they have other than Danny Yanks? Yeah. Che Adams is his strike partner, and he provides assists for him. And he had yep. Danny Yanks had the greatest seasons of his, of his life last season. Yep. And he's looked really good since then he he's he's your typical get forward get in behind score goal attacking striker. premier league striker yeah that's English what he does striker. he he does it well he's not the greatest player in the premier league no he's definitely not he's but a he's above average he's a good player he gets the goals yep he he does what he what's asked of him um moving on later into the game uh timo Werner eventually gets the go ahead goal in the 59th minute no, he assisted um, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz scored that goal. Kai Havertz scored, my mistake. Yeah. Um, Kai Havertz gets his first goal of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already kind of talked about him a little bit. Hakeem Ziyech eventually came on. Yeah, Reese James came on. Tammy Abraham made his appearance. Um, and then we had the uh, Yannick Vestergaard Header. goal um, to equalize in the 90 second 90 minute. Second minute. Crazy scenes coming from... That's Premier League football. Yep, Premier League football. 
Um, after that game, we picked up with Manchester City and Arsenal, who was everybody's game of the week, honestly. Yeah. And it, it proved to when be... When I watched it, uh, it was very boring. Yeah. To, to be completely honest with it you. It was a very boring game. I find that weird because every time I watch City play, this is nothing against City, I find them so boring to watch. I don't know what it is about them. I find them boring to watch because they always have the ball. They're always just passing it in the midfield, which is a good thing. Yeah. They're just passing the midfield like it's their job. And it's like, oh, they get forward. Oh, they don't have a pass. Okay, let's get it back. Reset. Mm-hmm. Which is what you're supposed to do, but they just have the ball all the time that you're just like, what is going on? They're one of those teams. <laughs> just score. I think it's Pep Guardiola style, right? Yeah. Because he his first ever coaching job was Barcelona. Yep. What did Barcelona do best? Pass the ball. Yeah. You know, he, and when you have the class in the midfield with De Bruyne, even though he didn't play that game, um, you have the midfielders to be able to just pass the ball around. Yeah. You have the class at Manchester City to just pass the ball around. That's the reason he, he picked up Rodri. That's the reason he picked up Ederson. That's the reason he picked yep. up, you know, Imerical Port, John Stones. Okay, like Gundogan is my Gundogan. most underrated player in the Premier League. He's one of the most underrated players. Um, that's Maybe the reason the he most, picks but... up most of those, most of those signings because they're ball-playing yep. defenders. And... You watch him, and you you watch Ederson, who probably gets himself three assists a season from goalkeeper, <laughs> just playing in Raheem Sterling. Yeah, uh, going into Arsenal. Oh, how about Jao Cancelo playing center mid? Yeah, Jao Cancelo basically <laughs> playing center mid this game. He's a natural right back. For those yeah. of you who don't know, he just played center mid played, today. Played in the midfield. He might even get himself an inform card on FIFA. Let's he be real. Pl- he looked class for the first game. Me as a Manchester City fan, and I'm Portuguese as well. Jao Cancelo, I love him to death. This is the first game I've ever went, oh, Jacques Cancelo looked good. He, he looked great. He looked really good. He looked great. It's um, the first game I've ever seen of him yeah. looking good. Yeah, a lot of yellow cards. Uh, Rodri, Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, and Nathan Ake all got yellow cards that's, in that game. Uh, that's Manchester City. They're going to do their tactical fouls. You, you, they make one mistake, they're going to foul you. Raheem Sterling uh, getting the goal to win 1-0. Uh, I don't even know if we talked about the actual... Yeah, the goal was, um, but, uh, yeah, it was 1-0. Uh, Sergio Guerrero shot the ball, and, you know, Leno spilled it, basically. Yeah, kind of just basically parried it straight to him, tapped yeah, it in. Tap it in. Uh, Raheem Sterling still looked really good. Uh, he's Raheem Sterling is, he's is proving the, to be one of the best attackers in, in the world. In the world. I was going to say he's top three in the Premier League minimum yeah. behind Human Son <laughs> <He> and <laughs> Sadio Mane. He gets a lot of he gets a lot of slander. He gets a lot of hate because he misses sitters in the Champions League. Yeah, <laughs> but in the Premier League, he scores goals. He scores goals. He gets forward, passes the ball. I well. think there was a stat that popped up during the game where it was since August of last year, he has thirty something goals. He's great. More than in Harry Kane. More than more than uh, Harry Pierre Kane. More than, more than Aubameyang. More than Salah. More than yep. Mane. He great. has the most goals since last since last August. He's a class player. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Aubameyang. How has he looked this season? He signed his contract, and he went, okay, I'm going to get my bag and not score. <laughs> no. Um, Aubameyang, <laughs> he it's hasn't hard. Looked good. He hasn't looked good this season. And you have to wonder, maybe that's Mikel Arteta. And maybe you to, he... You have to think of their, the service that he gets to. Because yeah. this is the way I think about it. His his wingers, right, and Saka and uh, Pepe. Pepe and Willian. They're both young, right? Yeah. When William plays, he gets his assists. He he's class. He he has experience in the Premier League. He's going to do his thing. But when I when he, when he plays with the young players, especially on the wings, it's tough for him to get the ball. It is, you know, especially playing against City, who like to just keep possession. It's tough to get a bombing the ball. But even their midfield, you know, I mean, they have Danny Ceballos. Ceballos is is probably their only midfielder, that, other than Thomas Partey now. 
Yeah. That really can get you assists. Yeah. I mean, they have Granit Xhaka, who... He's just a holding midfielder. He's a holding midfielder, and he'll... Every... You know, he gets one a season, that'll be a screamer. Yeah. That's it. Um, You know, you know what's actually surprising me this season is David Luiz. He actually looks class. He looks pretty good, yeah. He looks I mean, good. he's always been decent. He's yeah. had this last few years where people harp on him because he makes a lot of mistakes, which, granted, he did, but... He's getting up there in age. You're, you're right, but... He still has a lot of experience. He's, yeah. he's still a center back that anyone would normally want in their club. Yeah. And, you know, they picked up Willian this season from Chelsea. And Willian has looked good, too. And I said it a couple years ago, and I'll say it right now, too. I say Willian walks into any club in the world. I, I agree. And he can be, you know, a bench player, if not a starter, in any club in the world. I agree. Cause just because he's got that he pure class on the football. Too, you know? yeah. he he's going to get on the wing, he's going to whip in the balls, and he's going to get assists. Yeah. And if you want him on a free kick, he'll score one too. Yep. And he's just pure class. And Arsenal, with the signing of Thomas Party, uh, they looked made good. Made his debut. He looked all right. Yeah, in he my looked opinion. all right. I he mean, had to get the tactical foul for the yellow late in the game, um, just so City wouldn't put the game away. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, that's the he toughest. All right. He that's, didn't get on the ball too much. Granted, he played 20, 15 minutes, 20 15, minutes. 15 minutes, I think. I mean, making your debut against Man City at the it's Etihad tough. is tough. Fans or no fans? Fans or no fans, which they never really have fans. <laughs> <laughs> I can slander my own club. It's all right. Uh, no, but he looked um, all right. I think he's going to be proved to be a decent signing. He, he's going to. He's. Gonna I mean, be, he's going to be all right. If he does anything like he did it, he'll settle Madrid. in. He'll be great. He'll settle in. Yeah. But uh, we have Manchester right, one, United I'm moving sorry, on. I have to. I have to talk about Arsenal. Can we talk about La- Alexander Lacazette and how <laughs> god awful he is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I, so I don't want to spend first, this. So his first season at Arsenal, right? Yeah, look, all right, look promising. Good. Yeah, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be happy that he was in my club. Mm-hmm. Last season and the beginning of the season, different story. Different story. He looks like he doesn't know how to play football. He looks sluggish. He looks sluggish. He looks slow. We used to call him back in FIFA 16 like a sweat because he was fast and he just was fast and he would score goals. Hit across the keeper. And hit across the goal. keeper and it was a goal. And you think. Him and a bombing up top. That's perfection. You're going to score. F- yeah. They're both going to score 25 plus goals a season. Yeah. Not look like that. No. Now you have Niketia playing over him. You have Martinelli playing over him. They. I mean, I think Arteta even switched a system where they just keep one striker up top. And it, even if Lacazette does, then Aubameyang just kind of takes over when he when they're in attack. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough for him. You know, maybe he scored th- that screamer against Spurs like last year. But that's yeah. about it. Maybe maybe you're thinking it's time to move on from him. Maybe and you let Niketia shine behind him. Martinelli and Martinelli close. shine. Um, and we can't talk about Arsenal without talking about Mesutozo, who was left off the twenty man twenty five man squad. Which a lot of people saw that coming though. Um, and I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him too because he is class. He's class. You see what he do? What he what he do? What, what he, he do. did? Yeah, this is what he did, B. This is what he did. This is what he do. Yeah. Uh, what he did for Real for all those years where he was completely class. He oh. won the World Cup for Germany. Yeah. Not won it for them, but, but was, was in, in the, the squad. squad uh, won what the World Cup. That is, by the way. Tony Cruz and Bezidoso. <sighs> Marco Royce at a young age. Let's talk about that freaking that Real Madrid midfield. Xabi Alonso, Mesut yep. Ozil, Tony Cruz, Sammy Gadira. Insane, man. Insane. That was when they were all 25. 25, 26 in their prime. Well, Crazy. Jabi Alonso was a bit older, but... Still. Yeah. I mean, that's an insane team. And he 
he was complete class. Yeah. And you look at what he even did for Arsenal when he first came, you know. Oh, he was amazing. 15, 16, 16, 17 season, 14, 14, 13, 15 14, season. 13, 14, I believe. He had maybe. 18, 18, 20 assists in all competitions every year. More than that, I think. Every year. Something like that, yeah. He, he was class, and then it was just like 2018 rolled around. He was just, I'm going to not do anything. Well, because they, you know, they picked up those midfield positions, you know, they... They got Granit Xhaka. They got Lucas Torreira. I think it was uh, what's his name that came in. Um, um, uh, the, the, the manager. That the came... manager that was for PSG. Yeah. The season before. I can't think of his name to for the life. Of Why me. can I not think of his name? I want to say sorry, but it's definitely not sorry. No, it wasn't sorry. Um, um Unai Emery. Unai Emery. Yeah. I think Unai Emery came in. He completely switched up their system. Yeah. He completely changed formation to where they don't really have that attacking center mid playmaking number number 10 role and that's what Mesut Ozil is and so he wanted him to kind of play out wide and just kind of whip balls in which is not the play Mesut Ozil is no because you want him on the ball in the middle of the midfield you want him to distribute the ball he's your playmaker he's the middle of your attack and he kind of pushed him out wide pushed him back farther even to like the deep center mid position and that's the thing Mesut Ozil he can't defend no, he's not going to be that deep lying CDM. He doesn't and have the not body. Rapid either he doesn't have the frame for it. No, and you look around the league. You look around the leagues, and you look around the world, and that and that number ten position is slowly going away. Yeah, in every club. Yeah, you know, you think of number tens in the world right now. I can name a couple. Yeah, you look at KDB. Maybe mm-hmm. that's he's probably the best one. Like a Ericsson, like a Ericsson, or uh, even like Messi if he played. Uh, in the Center midfield, Messi, just, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, Neymar plays in the midfield. Yeah, the, the classic th- those are playmaking moments, number. You're right. Even yeah, even when you say that, they're naturally not yeah attacking cam. midfielders. They're not cams. Um, you think uh, Marco Verratti? Maybe even he he, he sits back. More. He sits back. He's that midfield position. He kind of he he'll sit on the halfway line to provide you over the top through balls. That's really all he has to do for PSG. Yeah. And Mesut Ozil, you put him in that PSG position, he probably does as good or if better. He's gonna than play Marco over Julian Draxler, who's not even there anymore. Julian Draxler, Andre Rabiot. I mean, I mean Rabiot plays for Juve now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They picked up uh, Pablo Sarabia, who's been who's been all right. He's just he's, he's there. He's just there. Yeah. He's like he's another one of those cams that really won't won't fit anywhere. No. And you know it kind of it kind of sucks to see because you look around history and you have. Pele, Maradona, you know, all of these class cams that have come around, Ronaldinho, yeah. Kaká, and it's just not like that anymore. No. And it's hard to find those guys around here. Which which sucks if you're an Arsenal fan um, because you see this. I don't know. I'm not an Arsenal fan, and I'm not really familiar with anything. I don't know if you'd call him a club legend or not. Who? Mezzarozzo. Uh, Mezzarozzo? For those first three years, completely world class. I don't know. I feel like it'll be a bittersweet moment for Arsenal fans when they have to say goodbye, which will be soon. soon really apparently, soon. yeah. Yeah, because you left out of the 25-man squad. Um, which is tough. Um, you see him going anywhere. You see him going to any big Champions League team. Uh, Do you see like PSG just picking him up for the hell of it? I don't know. Um, I really don't see any clubs that want him. Like, that truly would need him, I should say. I mean, I don't see him going anywhere in the Premier League. Come to Orlando. I mean, if he comes to Orlando, 
we just picked up a DP spot, or not a DP spot, an international spot. So well, that's for our striker that's coming in. Yeah, no, but Matthew Saiz. Yeah, that's Matthew Saiz. Shout out to that guy who hasn't played yet. Yep. Um, Hopefully, we play this week. I don't see him going anywhere big. I see him going to like a Liga Nos league. No, I, I don't see. I like, see him. I see him going to Germany. I think okay. I reckon he goes to Schalke or yeah. Wolfsburg or you know Munchen Gladbach. Okay. A team like that that's in the higher tier of Bundesliga, but is not quite Dortmund, not quite Leipzig. Uh, I can see that. I mean, I I feel Do like he would like to go back to Straight up retiring? Everybody. No, I don't, I don't know. It depends if he still has that love for football. You know, it's tough, man. Because you think because if you think about it, if if he's he hasn't played in a year, basically, I mean, yeah. It's it's been forever. You would think he'd be chomping at the bits to get on the football pitch if he really loved it. Yeah. And you'd think he'd be screaming for a transfer, or at least a loan. You, but I, I don't know. It, it, you might especially think, especially if you're Arsenal, you'd want to offload him because they're paying him so much money. You might to do think it's, maybe he has that love for Arsenal still. You Could know, maybe be. he loves the club and the people around him. You saw he he paid for their mascots' wages. He's yeah. currently paying for their mascots' wages, so he obviously loves the club. Class move, class move, and you gotta you gotta like the guy. You know, as much as you know, people gave him stick over the last couple seasons where he hasn't looked good when he's played. Yeah, and, you know, maybe that's just because the formation he's been in and that role he has to play. Um, but Mezzadozo, man, he is class. And, you know, I kind of do feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for Arsenal fans more, even though I'm a Spurs fan. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that, but like it was, it reminds me of losing Christian Eriksen mm-hmm. because Chris came in in the 2013-2014 season, if I'm not mistaken, and completely settled in immediately and became our number 10 he became the guy when we'd make a tackle or we'd make a save we'd look up and go where's chris get him the ball so he can make a pass yeah, that him. was ozil in 2014 yeah he's he's like i don't want to compare him to kdb because i think kdb's better but oh, he, yeah, he's he's the kdb of spurs when he was there he was the guy when we won the ball in the wing get get it to chris in the midfield so he can Distribute. pass it forward yeah Get he the was, ball to him and distribute. Yep. Dude, I would I would love to see Pimiel Ir Emil Hoiberg and Christian Eriksen at Spurs. Hoiberg they play for great. Denmark together, right? Yeah. And they do bits because Hoiberg will just completely lock down the midfield for Denmark. You give the ball to Chris and Chris just plays someone through. Yeah. Like as soon as he gets the ball, I mean he even at Spurs he still does that. Hoiberg, mm-hmm. he'll just get the ball and he'll give it to Ndombele. So Ndombele can either get open space or he can give it to somebody. He's not really a passer, which is what I like about him. But not to get off too far off track. Yeah. Um it it reminded me it reminds me of losing Erickson, especially him being one of my favorite players when I became a Spurs fan. Is it sucks. It sucks. Especially Chris not really wanting to play for Spurs. It was tough. It almost it almost reminds me of Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. You know when he was at Arsenal, but I mean, like I feel like if they would have lost him a couple seasons ago, it would it would have reminded me more of Alexis Sanchez because Alexis Sanchez was on fire when they sold him. Yeah, and then he went to United. He was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, he went to Man U and I'm said, not gonna score you know anymore. what, I'm going to go to Inter. And I would not be surprised if Inter Milan pick up Messino. So <laughs> just seeing <laughs> how be, they've been, that'd in the be past good. That'd season. be that'd be a good pickup. I mean, what could they? I don't know if they would. They don't need him. They don't need him, or I, nor can they probably pay for him his for wages. The, yeah, for the meme, I mean. For the meme, Mezzadozo to Inter Milan. Yeah. No, I would like to see him move on, probably to probably to Germany though. Yeah. To see him back in his home 
uh, home country and doing bits in the Bundesliga. It would be cool to see. Yeah. Just as long as he moves on to a good club where he can perform. Yeah. Moving away from Arsenal. Yeah. Um, we have United versus United, Newcastle and Manchester. Um, Newcastle were up 1-0 in this game. Right. It was a Luke Shaw own goal. Yeah. Why is he still playing? Uh, Luke Shaw <laughs> own goal. Um, and then Manchester United thought they equalized with another disallowed goal from VAR. Um, and then United or Manchester United just completely took over the game from there. Um, yeah. Donnie Van de Beek came on. He played all right. Paul Pogba came on, played all right. Um, Get Paul Fernandez scored. Uh, Aaron Wan Bissaka scored weirdly. They had a lot of goals in the very late eight uh, moments. Right. They, they had didn't, this. They had right. this game. It was one. It was one one to the 86th minute when Bruno Fernandez scored. Bruno Fernandez um, scored. Aaron Basaka, 90th. Marcus Rashford, 96. You can only imagine he gets a team of the week. He had a goal and two assists. Yeah, he in, looked good. In a matter of 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yep. Class performance. He looked United really good. need to hang on to this kid because he's class, right? He is. He loves Manchester United. I don't think he'd leave even if another team came. I don't know. But we'll see. he's class. He, he is, is going to be the center of their attack for the next. Eight years. Yeah. And if Martial can uh, get it together, and he, they're around the same age, or I think Eric Anthony's a little bit older than him. Yeah. Their strike partnership's going to be strike insane. Strike partnership's going to be insane. If you're a United fan, um, you, you'd be very happy with their attack. Oh, most definitely. Especially with Van de Beek and Bruno Fernandez coming in pretty recently. Bruno he's Fernandez has already himself. proved that he's decent, even though all he does is score pens. Uh, you still got to give it to him. He puts in a shift in the midfield. Yeah. And watching him for the Portuguese national team, too, it's not like he's just doing it for United. I mean, you look at him in the Portuguese national team, and he's doing great for Portugal. Yeah. And I've watched him, and I'm like, maybe this guy really is world-class. You know, I mean, Manchester United, you look at their defense, and that's really what they're lacking. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they're, they're trying to pick it up. They brought Alex Tevez. Yeah, right, which is I think it's a big signing because that left-back spot with Luke Shaw there, and that young kid, Will, I think it's Williamson. Uh, yeah. Brennan Williamson. Brennan Williamson. Or He's, Williams. Brennan Williams. He looks okay. Brennan, or Brennan Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to podcast. Um, Luke Shaw. He's he's an older dude, right? He's, he's 29? Yeah. 30? Or if not 30. He's been at United for so long. For a while. For so long. Now, he's... He's played all right for them in the past. He's he's been decent. He's been consistent. Mm-hmm. He's consistently okay. Um, he's on the decline now. I think. Um, ever since yeah. last season, he's been on the decline. Um, that's why Alex Tal is a huge pickup. Um, Massive pickup. And we were just talking about how Liga Nos is a sell-off league now. Yeah, yeah. Alex Tal is coming from Porto. That's a big loss for them. Definitely with the Champions League against Man City coming up tomorrow. Definitely. Um, what do you what do you think about Aaron Wan-Bissaka? Is he better than Trent Alexander-Arnold? Never. You don't think so? Defensively, yes. Defensively, I think he... With the ball at his feet, never. No. Alexander-Arnold is probably the best passing right back I've ever seen. He's one of the best passers in Premier League. Yeah. and he, Why don't you just play him at center mid? <laughs> I don't, uh, he doesn't have the... I don't know. Why don't... I mean, he basically plays right mid for them. Yeah. That's plays, when, that's, yeah, that's like a, a lot right where... Um, like, when we've seen Liverpool concede goals, it's because they get caught with their fullbacks high, and they don't have the center backs. Yeah. To cover up, and especially with Van Dyke gone for probably the rest of the season, if not most of the I season. I see Joe Gomez moving over to, to the right, the, to the right, and just locking it down as best he can, as best as he can. 
Um, you know, maybe they maybe Jurgen changes that really with, you know, you want Alexander Arnold more farther back now. Because you look at that attack and you just go, why doesn't Alexander Arnold sit at right back and just feed balls down the wing with Mohamed Salah? Because he can cross. Cause he and he can, can play the ball across the pitch. He He's a complete passer. He's yeah. a pure passer. He's great at passing. He's, he's that's great, what he's he does. He's on the free kick too. Great free kick. Um, can shoot from distance. He had that one. It was off a set piece, but he had that one goal. Yeah. I forget who. Last he, season. I forget who he scored it against. But he had the great. I think it was against Everton. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's um, what they were replaying during the Merseyside Derby. They, uh, he's he's good. He's a class player. Um, in for England, he he plays. He's he's class. Um, took Kyle Walker's spot. Kyle Walker just plays center back now. Um, I mean, Aaron Wambasaka. He just. Did you hear about the news with him? Yeah, him and uh, Lingard. Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, Lingardino. Yeah, Lingardino. That'll be uh something for them to watch out for. Yeah. Especially I mean, off the it's, game. it runs in the United genes, I guess. Yeah, I guess There's so. something in those kits, bro. Yes, I guess so. There's the something Red Devil that they feed them, man. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? All right. Uh, moving on from Manchester United, we have Sheffield United versus Fulham. Anything you really want to talk about in this game? Um, Just two. Sheffield United coming off a pretty decent season. Fulham just. Very good, very good season. Yeah. Um, they were in a Europa League spot for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, until the, Fulham until the coming restart. up just from the championship. It's good to see Fulham not drop three points. Yeah. It yeah. is good. Um, Sheffield United you played okay. They have yeah. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I forgot they had him. Yeah. Um, just picked the all right, loan deal All right, Chelsea. signing some some ex- Premier League experience. Yeah. I mean, not that Fulham doesn't have Premier League experience, but just um, just experience in general um, for, for Fulham to pick up. That's huge. Yeah. Um, moving on to Sheffield, McGoldrick was their – their star man last year scoring goals didn't do much this game. I don't watch a bunch of Sheffield United um, just because they don't have that star power. They don't, but you know they kind of remind me. They kind of remind me of Burnley, where they have enough to stay in the top flight. Yeah, you they, know you, they, you watch Burnley every season and you go, you look at your predictions for the season, and you're like, well, maybe they'll go down this season. Uh, next season they finish thirteenth. Oh, maybe they'll go down this season. Maybe they don't have enough this season. And then, you know, they surprise you when they finish middle of the table. Yeah, I mean, Burnley's just one of those teams that they're a couple players away from doing anything. They don't really have... I mean, same with Fulham or... Well, I don't. I wouldn't even necessarily say Fulham. I would say more Sheffield. If Sheffield were to get a, like a, a Southampton, bigger, a bigger name... Yeah, like a Southampton. Someone yeah. where they get one or two players come in and... They could push for Europa League. Yes, they're a couple players away in my yeah. opinion. Um, kind of like Palace. We're moving on to the next game: Palace versus Brighton Hove Albion. Sure. Um, Brighton Hove Albion, another team where you go, maybe they're going to go down this season. Maybe they're going to go down this season. But they, they never do, do just enough they to do hang just on. Just enough to hang on. They have Matt Ryan keeping it cool in net, and that's their lifeline. And um, they have the center back Lewis Dunk. He's class. Yeah. Uh, wasn't was, City linked to him for a while? I don't know, but he was. I know a lot of people put him. Was it Lewis Dunk or was it? I'm trying to think. One of their center. I think. I think it was Dunk last season who was put into most people's team of the season for the Premier League last season. Yeah, yeah. Because he was. He basically pulled them to the top of the league. He he he's one of those. He's a classic. 
I mean, we were talking about Lewis Stunk when he got a red card, but it was the 93rd minute. Yeah. It didn't lead anything to anything. No, I'm just um, saying overall for Brighton the past yeah, couple years. He's kind of he's their centerpiece of the defense. You know, he's he's the rock. He's yeah. the guy that they rely on. Pretty sure he's the captain of the team. Yeah, he's he he's the guy that if there's someone that gets played in behind, okay, who's running after it? Lewis Dunk. It's Dunk. We have a chance. Anyone <sighs> else tough? You look at Crystal um, Palace. They're Palace have a decent se- team, you know. They I do. Always, I always think Palace are going to push for like a top six, at least push. They never do. They have Wilfred Zaha. As I say, their um, biggest piece is Wilfred Zaha. They they loaned Batshuayi for the second time. The second time, I believe. Yeah, from Chelsea. Batshuayi, he's he's a decent player. Um, he he can never make the Chelsea squad, which is understandable. Makes the Belgium now. Squad. He, he's a he's just a super sub. He he's is. a classic super sub. He's someone that's going to come like, on uh, and score, and he he'll score you a goal. I mean, he'll give you thirty good minutes. At the end of the game. You want a you want an easy comparison? Compare him to Divock Origi. They're both Belgium. They both are great super subs for their. They teams. both play the second second half thirty minutes. You got thirty minutes go score a goal. Yeah, and, and they he probably does will get you, you can. one. Yeah, definitely. And you know. Talking about uh, Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha, him and his, uh, he's always linked away. Always Every linked. Year. It's all, I feel like it's always Arsenal. It's always Arsenal. It's always Man U. It's always PSG. But the thing is, right, except for last season, his stats don't look great. No, Granted, it's, it's Palace, right? Yeah. But the, you got to think about it. Someone with that much hype who's 26, 27 now. Yeah, something around that. He's quick, he's pacey, skillful. Very skillful. When I watch him finish, it's shaky. It's shaky. Whenever I see Palace play, I feel like he always has a chance to at least test the keeper and he'll scuff it scuff it wide, pull it wide, yeah. hit it over the bar. I'd like to see some more clinical finishing from Wilfred Zaha before I rate him. Yeah, I mean, I mean the thing that attracts him to clubs is the fact his on-the-ball play is exceptional. Yes. And he's quick as all can be. Yes. I see him as a winger. Yeah. He's not a center forward where they play him. Don't think so. They play him as center forward because he's their best guy. He's their best player. Mm -hmm. Go play striker. Yep. Like Jordan Ayew with him. What are you going to do? What do you have to play him up top? Um, Nothing else there. This is going to pain you. This next one. Tottenham Hotspur. 3-3 draw with West Ham. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um... Where do I... We'll start at the beginning of the game. Right. Yeah. So, Hyungman Son and Harry Kane. Completely, complete masterclass. They are the best attacking duo in, in the prime currently. Yes. The current form. Harry Kane ended up with two goals and assist. We'll see an M form, even though they drew. Hyungman Son with a goal and assist. Um, so, they, so, we went up 3-0 in the 16th minute, right? 16 minutes and you're 3-0 up. 16 minutes and we're three nil up. What do we do? We hold on all the way to until the second s- minute. So we're gonna skip, right? Nothing else really happened. We're gonna skip to the 70th minute, where in the 72nd minute we made a double substitution. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale makes his and Harry Winks. For- we'll talk about Gareth Bale in a second. This is the turning point of the game, right? I'm gonna tell you why. Because Tangi Undumbele came off the pitch. Let me tell you why. So, Tangi Undumbele mm-hmm. is our midfield maestro. He is the closest. 
He's the closest replacement we've had for Christian Eriksen as far as ball playing ability. I would say he's your Musa Dembele now. Sure. I would yeah, sure. Yeah. He he's someone that's going to hold up the play when he gets the ball. He's going to make a nice pass in behind. He's going to keep possession. He's going to battle out and get the ball back. I mean, earlier in the season he had troubles with uh Jose, hustling and running, yeah. stuff like that. Jose really didn't like him to start off the season. They had their thing, but yeah, he's class, man. He's to me our most important player, other than our attacking three. You look at him, and you go, he has to start every game. And he, I always feel like he either comes on as a sub or he gets taken off. And when, as soon as he got taken off, I said, "Why?" I, I just, I literally said, "Why is Indombele coming off the pitch?" If Indombele comes off the pitch, I understand putting in Harry Winks because he's more defensive minded, but he's not good. With the hold-up play. Harry Winks is a player, he doesn't pop out anywhere. He's just... Uh, he does everything decently. He's your average holding midfielder. He does everything decently. He doesn't make too many mistakes, but he's not in Tangi and Dumbele. Yeah. So after Tangi and Dumbele came off... Ten minutes later... Ten minutes later, Fabio we have a... Uh, that, uh, I believe it was a set piece. It was a header. Yeah, Fabian Balbuena. Uh, three minutes later, Davidson Sanchez had a mare of an own goal. A complete mare of an own goal. Um, I don't completely blame him for the own goal. It was a tough ball to get rid of, but it was hit so hard, I think it would have just gone through. It was just instinctive for him to hit the ball. Things happen. Thing is, with Davidson Sanchez, it's not the first time it's happened. It's happened a couple of times. Um, we're going to skip to... The 94th minute, there is a corner in the 94th minute. Now, granted, there was 94 minutes added on, or there was four minutes added on. 94th minute, there's a corner. It gets hit out. Uh, bad clearance initially out of the box. Harry Winks tried to hit it past the person edge of the box, and Manuel Lanzini said, let me go and score the best goal I've ever scored in the Premier League this season. It is- he scored an absolute screamer of a goal that no keeper will ever touch. Ever, we, and when that went in, I just I I had no words. We on this podcast eventually want to bring in a segment we call the goal of the week. Sure, and, and this definitely. If would've we been. had this, this was goal of the week. Manuel Lanzini hit the cleanest strike of his career, and it went top bins against. It was heartbreaking. Three three in the ninety fourth minute. Clinical. Took his shirt off like he just won the Champions League final. It was a London derby. Kind of get it. Kind of don't. Yeah. But, uh, we can talk about Gareth Bale for a little bit. Um, he came on, passed it around for a little bit. Only had one real like chance. Um, he it was like a two v one. He was running at the defenders, gets past both, scuffs, pulls the pulls a shot wide from the inside the box. It was tough. If he scored that, it would have been four two. Game would have been over. People are blaming him for it. I completely do not blame him for it. Even though he should have scored. Um, people yeah. also blame Hugo Lloris. All three goals, I don't think he could have done anything about. I mean, yeah, I mean, header back post. You could see, you could see three goals to West Ham. You're gonna blame the keeper. Sure. And you know, honestly, if you're a West Ham fan right now, you should be absolutely buzzing. You're buzzing because you have the three-three draw against Tottenham, who look like the best. And you were on the one of the brink, best teams on the brink of relegation last year. Relegation of last season, and now you bring in Ben Harama from and, um, from uh, Mikel Antonio, who's having a 
amazing season. Who last season looked like the best player in the Premier League after the restart. And the start of this season. I and think he has season, four goals this season already. Something like that. But he's looked absolutely class. If you're a West Ham fan, it's it's good times ahead. Um, especially for this season. I don't know if they have the team to push high on the table. They could go far in the FA Cup, Carabao Cup. Uh, it's a good time to be a West Ham fan. It is. That's all I want to talk about <laughs> about that game. Unless you have something else to add. No, not really. I mean, just Ben Haram is probably going to come in and, you know, that's a great signing for West Ham. That's all I really have to say about that. He yeah. was very highly touted. Um, We're going to go quickly over these next few fixtures yeah. just because we haven't talked about any other league yet. Villa Leicester. Uh, Villa upset Leicester. 91st minute Ross Barkley goal. Huge for Huge Aston Villa. For Aston, Aston Villa. Villa. They stay in second. Second in the Prem right now behind Everton. Um, just a class performance, yeah. in my opinion, uh, defensively. Um, defensively, they just did everything right. Um, they got the balls cleared that they needed to, to clear. Um, John McGinn and... Um, well, I cannot think of his name. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. Might be one of the best midfield partnerships that we've seen. Yeah, they're they're one of the best English midfield partnerships. I think John McGinn's Scottish or... I think he's Scottish. Uh, I think he's English. Maybe he's Scottish. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, moving on. We have West Class. Brom. West Class. Brom, Burnley. No, no. What you expect? Uh, that's a tough game. Uh, I would expect more out of Burnley just because... West Brom? Is West Brom. This West Brom are probably going down this season. Yeah. No disrespect to West Brom. I mean, they... What, did they win the league last season? Uh, in the championship, I believe they won. Yeah. You know, they look like they're going down. They haven't proved anything to me that not really much. proved them. There's not too much on either team there. And then we had Leeds Wolves, who was a close game. We watched the second half yeah, of it. Yeah, we watched this one together, actually. Yeah, the second half of it um, yesterday. It was This was a fun watch, honestly. It, it was, was back and forth. Um, not a bunch of chances, but it was back and forth. Um, you know, Leeds United, you had Bamford up top, who, if he was just a little bit faster, you probably walk out of the game with two goals. Sure. He had a lot of good chances that were fed into him from... Uh, we saw Pablo Hernandez come on later in the game, and he was yeah, just feeding He had a chance Bamford. inside the box. He, yeah. he played all right. Um, I mean, if if you're a if you're a Leeds fan, this should this this should be a good good season. I think they have a and decent squad. They have Calvin Phillips in the midfield, who's proven to be a a great defensive mid, with the uh, the transfer of Rodrigo, Rodrigo and Rafinha. Rafinha, yeah, yeah. Both of them just brought in. Both of them are exciting talents. Calvin mm-hmm. Phillips is already an exciting talent. And and you guys have a good squad. You look at this game, too, and you look at the chance that Wolves had in their goal. Raul Jimenez kind of just hit it hard, and it came off Calvert Phillips' head. Yeah, yeah. There's not Phillips much you head. can do there. If not Calvin Phillips do. doesn't touch that ball, it's a goalkeeper catches it. Goalkeeper either catches it or he parries it out for a corner. It's it's never a goal if it goes in. It's tough. But um, they give it to Raul Jimenez. They ended up giving it to Raul Jimenez, even though he... I mean, it was going on target, so That's by the why, rule, they yeah. have to. Calvin Phillips, he did everything he could. It was just hit so hard when he tried to clear it. It just mm-hmm. went the opposite direction the keeper was going. Yeah. Went in. It's an unlucky uh, goal for them to concede. It happens. There was also a disallowed goal early in the game for Wolves. Yeah, it was offsides. Proven offsides again. Um, that's it for the Premier League. Um, you want to run through some uh, Serie A real quick? Yeah, let's We hop- talked a little bit about it. Let's hop into the Serie A. Let's just take a look, quick look at the table, because I know AC Milan are first, and Sassuolo are second. Which is weird to it see. It is very weird. Juve in fifth, 
and Inter all the way down in sixth. We were just talking about how Inter have one of the best teams. And they're in sixth place. And they're in sixth. It's early in the season. There's only been four games. Um, this table early in the season doesn't really mean much. doesn't mean much. You know Juventus is going to climb back up. You know Inter is going to climb back up. You know Napoli is going to stay in the top four. Milan looks strong. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. 40 year, card, he's almost 40 years old. Inform card incoming. He scored two goals in the uh, Milan He's 39 Derby. years old. Great. Great player. And insanely player. Did you see his quote? It's like, if I had the body of a 20 or 30-year-old, I'd be the best player in the world or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, he's already scoring goals for fun, man. It's 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 crazy. You know, you looked at that. Um, I guess we could jump into that game, the Milan Derby, which was the biggest game of the week for the Serie A. Um, yeah, Inter Milan, they, I believe, went up 1-0 in this game. Oh, no, Ibrahimovic, they went up 2-0. Two, two, no. Ibrahimovic scored two goals in the first 16 minutes. Crazy, man. Romelu Lukaku tried to bring it back in the 29th, ended up scoring. Um, Erickson eventually came on, my boy. Alexis Sanchez came on. Uh, nothing much else really happened in that game. I think Milan pretty much just saw it through at the end. You look at the total shots and you look at the possession. Uh, Inter dominated the statistical part of the game but yeah you know when you allow Ibrahimovic to get two goals early in the game he's going to make it hard for you to to definitely to win um I think that was an upset in my opinion I think most people had enter winning that game yeah I mean I had enter winning that game you saw AC Milan last season and you go seventh in the league seventh or sixth sixth or seventh in the league Europa League team now and you go they're never gonna be a top two team for a while especially with Ibra up top you know he's 39 well, you see what they're doing now. You look at them now. You, you your you go. Your view on them changes a little bit. Yeah, uh, especially with picking up Sandro Tonali. They got him away from Juve. Yep. Yeah. It's a big young signing. For yes. Them in the DM from Russia, who's now in the, the second B division with Mario Belotelli. Poor Mario. Shout Bellatelli. out, shout out, shout out, Mario. Love you still from Man City. Thank um, you for assisting Sergio Barra. So that was that. Um, I. Nothing much else to say other than Milan just pretty much just saw it through. Yeah. They Inter just couldn't score. You know, um, Lukaku does look class ever since leaving Manchester United. Lukaku to me is a class striker. He scores goals when he wants. He's mm-hmm. a brilliant hold, like hold the play up. He's the number nine. Scoop behind the defender. He's, target man in the box off crosses. He's your classic number nine. Definitely, you want to see from definitely him. every team. I feel like should have one. Yeah. Or has have previously has had one, um, yeah. Looking around the rest of the Serie A, you had Napoli some... smashing Atalanta. Napoli smash Atalanta. Roma slap Benevento, um, which you expect from Roma against Benevento. Yeah. But Napoli Atalanta is low key. Lazio lost Sampdoria. Yeah, Lazio also Did were winning Quagliarella against Dortmund too. Score the one. Yep, he had one. He had one goal. Um, Sassuolo, who hung on against Bologna, uh, Bologna, 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 and Sassuolo are second in the league. Yeah, they're they're, they're looking surprising a lot they're of looking all right. That's definitely a surprise. I haven't watched them play this season. Can't no. say much about them. Um, it's a surprise because they're usually a mid-table team in the Serie A. Mm-hmm. And Juve without room uh, without Real Madrid without Ronaldo. Draw again against Catrone, tough Catrone, who I believe are newly promoted side, and they I think up, so. They picked up a big point against Juve. 
Definitely. That's huge for them, especially a team that might be struggling and getting relegated. A point against Juve is big time. Yeah. Um, the possession stats was pretty close as well. Um, Juventus just barely having more possession, um, just barely having a few more shots. It, it, was, a, it was a close game. Um, nothing else in the serial stands out to me, really. No, nothing much. Um, you want to head over to the Bundesliga now? Sure, let's get into the Bundesliga. So looking at the table for the Bundesliga, Leipzig are on top. Which is not a surprise to me. It isn't? With the not, loss of Timo Werner? Not to me, because they still have Marcel Sabitzer. Marcel still, Sabitzer, Forsberg. Have, um, the Danish striker, I forget his name. Um, Poulsen. Poulsen. Yep. Yusuf Poulsen. Yep. Uh, they have Emil Forsberg. Definitely. Um, their their defense is very strong, in my opinion. Very young center back. Um, uh, they, have the two, the they, have two hung, they have the Hungarian center back, I forget his name. Orban. Orban, Orban. and then they have Gulashi, the Hungarian goalkeeper. Yeah. And they look class. They Honestly, look good. they do. Um, obviously, you have Bayern in second, Borussia Dortmund in second, and third. The only surprise towards the bottom of the table is Schalke. And Muchin Gladback, Schalke's in seventeenth, Muchin Gladback in eleventh. Who we were talking about Muchin Gladback earlier, how they were challenging for the title last season. Mm-hmm. Early in the season in fourth. looking tough. Frankfurt in fourth is a surprise. It is a very much so a surprise. Because not la- last summer they lost Jovic to Real Madrid. Yeah, Luka Jovic to Real Madrid who Who was their star man. Who was he, yeah. he did everything for him. He is he is class on his day. Sure. Uh, the move to Real was tough for him, though. Yeah. We'll see how he plays out this season. I see him Sedan, getting loaned. If Sedan gives him the time, but he could obviously get loaned. Um, let's get into the fixtures. We had Schalke in Berlin picking up 1-1 draws. Cologne and Frankfurt. We were just talking about Frankfurt are in fourth. If they picked up a win there, they probably could have been close to the top in Definitely. second place. Um, they missed out on that. Wolfsburg, which you glad back with a draw. And then we had Bayern Munich destroying Armenia, Bill Eiffel. Who are the newly promoted team? Which you expect Bayern Munich to do four-one? I believe this was the game. Um, I don't know if I think this is the game. Yeah, Lewandowski had two goals. Mueller had a goal. Mueller, Mueller and Lewandowski with two goals apiece. You know, Mueller with a goal and two. And they're just doing their thing. Assist you know? and two goals. You can expect an inform from him. They're just doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. They're they're just doing their thing. I mean, they run the Bundesliga. Literally. I mean, <laughs> what more? What more do you want? Sorry. Um, looking ahead in the Bundesliga to future fixtures for the next week, the only game that stands out to me is Dortmund Schalke, but I see Dortmund seeing that through pretty easily. Um, Gladbach Mainz, that's a big game for Gladbach as as they're lower in the league early in the season. Iron Frankfurt number two versus number four. Yep, yep. Big uh, prove me game for uh, Frankfurt to see if they're really you know if they're proven to be this top four side in the Bundesliga this season. Definitely. In La Liga. Going over to La Liga, we have some news um, concerning Real and Barca because both of them picked up an L this weekend. Yeah, their first Ls of the season. Uh, Which is rough. Real Madrid pick up the loss to Cadiz, who were the newly promoted team, I believe, from the La Liga 1-2-3. You're talking about Real? Yeah, Real. Yeah. And then you had Getafe pick up the win against Barcelona. Yep. And it is, uh, yeah, looking at the table, 
I don't know what that does to the table. It puts Sevilla also losing to Granada. Yeah, it puts Real Sociedad in first. Uh, which is weird. Not it, really it, weird. They've always challenged top four in that league. Um, I feel like them, Villarreal, Batiste, and Sevilla are going to be that fourth. They'll just team. get undershadowed by oh, yeah. Barca and Real and, and Atletico. You know, they'll be that fourth best team. Yeah. And looking at Atletico on the table, all the way down in eighth. They're eighth, but they haven't lost. They're the only team in the league that hasn't lost this year. Yeah. With Barca and Sevilla below them. Athletic Club, also 14th. Yeah. Tough go. Um, La Liga's tough, man. There's there's some big clubs in the La Liga. It's very close. This whole league. I mean... Do you see Real Sociedad hanging on to a top four spot? Um... Not for long. I don't. I mean, if they do hang on, it'll probably be fourth or fifth. I can't imagine them breaking top three or even top four. I don't imagine they get the spot from Sevilla because if Sevilla are on their day, they're going to win games. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, who did... Um, yeah, Sociedad beat Batiste 3-0. And Batiste, obviously, they have... Um, Nabil Fekir, who was, for some reason, he went to Real Betis. He was linked to Liverpool and then said, no, nah, I'm just going to go to Real Betis and do Dipped nothing. to Real Betis last season, or a couple seasons ago, I believe. Um, Yeah, the, the big news is Barcelona and Madrid picking up L's. It's, which is weird, right? It's weird to see Real and Barca both losing on the same day, which I think there's a stat where it's the first time they've lost on the same match week. So Probably both forever. In, I think like 20 years something or something like that. Because last season we would see it where, you know, the title race was really close from Madrid and so it, it. it came down to the last two match days. Last two I match think. days. And you, you saw it in the news, it would be, oh yeah, Real Madrid drop points, Barcelona pick up three points, Barcelona drop three points, Real Madrid pick up three points. It was going back and forth last season, and eventually Real Madrid came out with it on top. Um, and they are the current winners of the La Liga. But if if I had to pick, right, who do you think who do you think will end up higher on the league this year? Real or Barca? Real or Barca, yeah. I'm about to say Barcelona. Really? I mean, if Messi's in full gear and he feels like playing for the club, which he has proven we just watched some of the game today, um, he looks good on the ball. And he's always going to look good in the ball. It means Lionel Messi is probably the best player of all time. Right. Um, and if he's firing on all cylinders and he wants to play for the club, which he says he threw all that drama from the summer transfer window in the bin, he says it's nothing now. I mean, he's still linked to Manchester City for the next year. But if he wants to play for this club and Ronald Koeman can give him that role that he wants to play, I think that they're one of the best teams in the world and they have the talent for it. Um, Ansu Fati looks like a t- true stud. Um, right. And obviously they have De Jong in the middle. The only thing that's shaky for me is PK at the back. But even then yeah. they have Umtiti and Lengle. Yeah. And one of the best keepers in the world, Ter Stegen. I don't know. I I was, I was think Real has a better squad, right? Um, just because they have they have older players for sure, I think. Well, both both teams have older, older squads yeah. for the most part. But I think the experience from Ramos and Marcelo, even though he he doesn't play too much, Tony Cruz in the midfield, um, that 
they're gonna compete obviously i think they're just stronger i just feel something makes me feel like they're stronger they definitely have um more experience in that side i think so um you know they have Cruz, who's won the world cup luka modric world cup finalist right sergio ramos won a world cup rafael varan won a world cup right kareem benzema won a world cup right or you know wasn't a part of the squad, but definitely could have been a part of that squad that won the World Cup. Marcelo has gone to World Cup finals and World Cup semifinals before. Thibaut Courtois. Right. You know, they have a lot just on that side. Both teams are just giants, man. Like, no one's knocking either of those teams off. The top two. Neither of them are. Never, man. I mean, they had Atletico that one season. Atletico won the league. Yeah. But that's... That's the only team I see that can truly really compete. Them. Yeah. And that's even, you know... Atletico firing on all cylinders. Right. Um, Sergio Ramos, he had to do his everything to win the league last season. He right. was scoring goals for, from center he, back. He, like he takes pens job. for them. <laughs> he takes pens for them. He wins headers for them. He's their captain, and he loves the club, and the club loves him as they should. Definitely a legend. Oh. He, he, 100%. He's won everything. In my opinion, them. he's one of the top center backs ever. Yeah, that uh, I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. There's 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 arguments that he's one of he's probably the best. I don't think he's the best because Paulo Maldini does exist. He exists. Yeah, you're right. But he's definitely up there for two, three, or four, yeah. obviously. But um, yeah, it's just about how how do they respond to these L's? That I they think get. they'll bounce back pretty easily. I mean, with the experience they have, with the hungry young players they have, I think both teams will bounce back pretty easy. Um, I, I don't see a problem with either of them pushing forward for the top two spots. Like I said, I don't think anyone in the league other than Atletico, unless Atletico, unless it's just their year. It could just be their year. It could be. Uh, you never know, but I I think Real are better than Barcelona at the moment. I think it's very possible that they could um, take the number one spot from Barca, but you never know, right? Just going to drop this in that Manchester United end up beating PSG in the 87th minute. Marcus Rashford picked up the goal. Wow. Assist from Paul Pogba. I'm telling you, man, he he's the real deal, dude. He, Barcelona put in five. Uh, Chelsea Sevilla ended 0 0. Lipstick picked up 2 0 win. Um, Lazio picked up a 3 1 win against Dortmund, which is shocking to me considering how bad of a start Lazio's season has been for the Serie A. Uh, the, with uh, Messi scoring today. That's the 36th opponent that he's scored against in European competition. Yeah, it broke the record, Which breaks right? the record. Yep. I think Ronaldo previously had it for like 34 or 35, I think. Which is insane. Both those guys, I mean, they're not from this planet. Literally. What about Petr Cech getting named to the Chelsea 25, <laughs> man? It's, Speaking about us talking about Keppo, we just skipped over the fact that Petr Cech is in the Chelsea squad. It's sad. It really is. It shows you how much trust they have in Kepa or Zabalaga. It's tough, man. It is tough. Um, you wanna uh you wanna go over the MLS real quick. Um we have a couple teams Especially that, with the week that they just had. With a bunch of late winners. Yes. Or a late equalizer late winners. Yeah. Literally I feel like every game had a late equalizer late it winner. It definitely was, yes. So um So we had a bunch of teams clinch a playoff spot um, there's no just one clear-cut winner in the MLS. Oh, yeah. There's there's the tournament. Uh, we had a couple teams clinch the tournament. 
We had in the East, we had Toronto, Philadelphia, Columbus, and Orlando clinched yesterday. Going big up Orlando, first ever playoff clinch. Orlando, they got it in the worst way possible. Yeah. And uh, from the Western side, we had three teams clinch in Seattle, Portland, and Sporting Kansas City. Which figured you'd, be, you'd think that those would be the teams. Yeah, to, Seattle, to, Portland, and uh, yeah. surprisingly, Galaxy and uh, Galaxy's in last place. Chicharito a flop. I mean, call him a flop all you want because he is a flop. He is. <laughs> he, he is. He's a flop. Um, you see that video of that cross that came in? He just completely slipped. And yeah, he pulled he, a Chris Wondolowski in the final a few years ago. It's tough, man. He. If you're a Galaxy fan, you gotta be. You've gotta you be. Gotta be, you have to be irritated. Angry. You have to be irritated. You have to be. Because you pick up Zlatan Ibrahimovic a few seasons ago. He does absolute And what does he you. do? Score 30 plus goals for you. And then you lose him. You lose okay, him. we lost him. Figured. Let's bring a Chicharito. Okay, sweet. Chicharito. He's, he's done bits in Europe. One of the best Mexican players of all time. For, especially for the Mexican national team. Definitely. They love him. LA Galaxy. Yeah, people in LA will love him. The Hispanic people love him. And then he goes out and does it absolutely nothing. You. One of the worst seasons of his career. Easily. This guy was scoring goals for Manchester United a few seasons embarrassing. ago. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But um, we have some late equalizing goals, um, especially against Orlando, which was tough, oh which is our team, which I wanted to... It, I it's just it. angering, right? Definitely. Um, but thankfully... Especially when we had five center backs playing. On the pitch, yeah. And we still conceded. We were... Terrible clearance off the corner, uh... Let's a Brian White basically being wide open, taps it in. Um, is it's annoying because New York Red Bulls were pushing for that win. Yes, I mean they didn't need the like the point. I mean, all it really would have done is just help them push for the playoffs. Although I think they're going to clinch regardless. I think so. Yeah. But they're they had the keeper spot. up in the 90... There was six minutes added onto that game. Yep. And the 94th, I think, they brought the keeper up. They brought the keeper up for the corner. And I'm, and I'm watching, and I'm just going, we're going to concede. They brought their keeper up. They have everybody in the box. And we have everybody in the box as well. So we brought on, in the, from the in the 78th, we we made a double substitution. Kyle Smith, who's a right back, came on. Rodrigo Slagle came on. Center back. He's a center back. Alex DeJong. And then we back. had Alex DeJong come on. So Alex DeJohn came on for a center mid, and Rodrigo Slagle came on for a winger. So we had three center backs and a right back and a left back. Even though our left back, Kamal Miller, is basically a center back. A center back. He's built like a center back, and he plays yes. like a center back. So we had basically four, four center, center backs, backs to the right back, four defenders, and we still concede. How? And we left three open in the box. I just don't get it, man. We fell asleep. That's really all, all that happened. And you look Typical at, Orlando, though. We never hold on to We never lead. hold on to a lead. Never hold on um, to a lead. And you even look at the possession stats. Like, the first half, we were getting dominated. Hun- yeah, 100%. Other than, like, the first 10 minutes, I, I think yeah. we, we kind of just passed the ball around a little bit. After that, it was, it was rough. And I Nani love, ended up scoring a penalty. El Capitan. I love Oscar Pereja, right? Yeah. I love him to death. He's, he's our best manager we've ever had. Definitely. And... Clinch us the playoff spot. Clinch us the playoff spot for the first time ever. We've six seasons in the league and suffer for a playoff spot. Oscar Pereja, what he does in the last 20 minutes of the game, when he goes to that back five, it scares me every game. It's weird, We'll be one goal man. up, right? And we drop to a back five. It's, it Which reminds me of Jose. weird, man. It reminds me of Jose Mourinho. I would... I don't know why he doesn't just bring on a second holding midfielder. 
and just hold it in the midfield. Like, you can make a substitute. You can bring off a forward for, like, a center back if you needed to. But when you have to, when you have four center backs and a right back on the pitch, yeah. with Junior Urso as a holding midfielder, and we still lose the game. Or draw the game. Give up the lead. It's annoying, man. It, it's just annoying. I mean, To be fair, we don't have... We uh, have tons of injuries. So many injuries. Jean Moutinho, who is the best left back in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe. I think most people think so, especially with how he played in the MLS's back tournament. There's not much of an argument. Rwand is not healthy, although Ruan he does play. can't stay healthy. He always puts in a shift. Mauricio Pereira was out. Mauricio Pereira is out. Oh, I, he's, he's our classic number 10. Yep. He's our playmaking uh, attacking midfielder. Um, and uh, we have Sebas Mendes, who is out. Pedro Galese, we're without our starting keeper. I don't mind Brian Rowe, though. I know, Brian Rowe is class. I mean, he, he could start in any team in the league. He could start easily start and in any team. And he's our number two. He's our second best keeper. We have Pedro Galese out for... They were coming back from international duty, him and Sebas. Yep. And, um... You know, I love DK to death. And he proved that this this week, to me, he proved that he is worthy of our starting spot. Definitely. With another striker and, coming in, but like I mean, I can blame Chris Mueller. I can blame anybody. Perea. Andres Perea, but they're all so young. Like Andres Perea is nineteen years old. You're right, and he's a DM, and they play him at they camp. Play him at attacking midfielder because we don't have one midfielder. And I Benjamin watched, Michelle's hurt. We played Joey Dazar, a rookie. We had two rookies playing this game. You're right, and we can you know we can be mad at Oscar Perea all he wants for going to the back five, but we look at our bench and then it's all defenders. Yes. What it's, really could we have done? Honestly? Or very young attackers. Yeah. That Jordan Bender, David Loria. They're not two rookies. Not that they're not good enough. They don't have the experience late the in experience. games like that. No. I can see them starting a little bit more, just because we clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, which that's, is good. That's Hopefully, what, one of them can stand out. That's what I don't want with Orlando, right? Because. I'm thinking we clinch the playoff spot, right? We're going to take it off. We're going to let our foot off the gas. Yeah. And there's no supporter shield this season. No. But there's still implications of finishing in that top two. You finish in the top two, you're guaranteed a home... Or you finish number one, you're guaranteed a home spot until the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. If we have that home spot, there's no stadium like Orlando City Stadium. Right. That you can play in. We have the Purple Wall. We have one of the... I would say the best fan base in the MLS. I mean, obviously, that's... Completely biased. Completely cause biased because we've never been to any other game or stadium. <laughs> but we can guarantee it. We can guarantee it. And, I mean, it would be such a big advantage to have home games. Definitely, man. Even if it was just to the semifinal, if you finish second. Yeah. It would be huge. But, I mean, we've proven that we can go far in tournaments before. So, I'm, I'm confident for the playoffs regardless if we're home or not. Right. Because Pereja has proved that he can take us to a finals. I, yeah, when he busts out the clipboard, it's wraps. You know, like <laughs> you, you know, he's putting some magic together. When he gets on his hands and knees, busts out the clipboard, and doesn't even look at it, he's just looking at the football pitch and you know. just moving the things around the clip. You know, Yelling some magic's assistant. about to happen. You know, we're Oscar, about to push for an, Oscar uh, Pereja and um, oh, the Leeds manager. Uh, oh Bielsa. Yeah. yeah, Oscar Pereja and Bielsa are the only two managers in the world. That are shorter than five foot seven and make themselves smaller when they're managing. Yeah, they get down on hands, hands and, knees, and knees. They use a clipboard and hunch over and then stand up and then tell their players what to do. Yeah, they're the only two managers that I know that are shorter than five foot seven and make themselves shorter as their yeah. manager. And it's hilarious to watch, but it does it gets the job it done. It gets the job done, man. It's 
he's definitely my favorite manager we've had. Oh, I've only been an Orlando fan for two managers though. We've had James O'Connor, who did everything he could for he did he, he poured his heart and soul into Orlando, but just wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. And then we get in the little general himself, Oscar, Oscar Pereja. Poppy completely turns around Orlando City. Completely season, turns it around. In half a season. And one MLS's back tournament, which was a month. Mm-hmm. Month and a half. It's insane, man. I have all the respect in the world for Oscar Perja. And, you know, I can get mad at the team all I want for giving up these late goals. But we're on an 11 match on Beaton Street. You're right. That's the dogs going crazy. But, yeah. Um, we had uh, we can take, speak about the reason why we clinched with Toronto. Toronto losing... Beating Atlanta. Or Toronto beating Atlanta. Atlanta lost. Hashtag fuck Atlanta. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Toronto. Atlanta fans. Uh, Toronto, Richie Larea in the 86th minute. Always Once a lion. a lion, always a lion. Richie Larea, we love you. We'll Toronto, have you back anytime. Toronto picking up the win. I mean, it, uh, it isn't the greatest thing. Because Toronto yeah. are ahead of us in the league. Right. And they're number one in the East now. It's all right. Um, I'd like a clinched, higher seed in the tournament. It clinched us the playoffs, man. Don't think it matters, though. I think we have a strong enough squad that whoever we come up against, we have a very good chance of winning. It, uh, In my opinion, I feel like it really depends how good Matty Saiz really is. Yeah. His stats don't pop out that much. There, he he's a striker that we need though. We've been without a striker, like someone that can just put goals in the back of the net. Watching that game against um, New York Red Bulls, I was screaming at the TV for a left footer because DK has no left foot. None of our attackers have left foot except them. for Nani, and Nani's right footed by heart. Yeah, and he may have five star skill moves and five star weak foot on FIFA, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't just rely on the, who's playing on the right side or on the left on side. The left side. He's gonna cut inside and hit with his right, and he's that's all I want him to do, Luis Nani, is cut inside on his right foot. I don't. I mean, I trust. He his should left have had foot. three assists in the first ten minutes, by the way. Yeah, and you know, with Perea, like I can complain about Andres Perea at nineteen years old playing Cam, but he provided balls to DK. But it's just on the wrong side. Yeah. And they were forcing DK to his left foot all game. And you're forcing him to his left foot. And then when you saw DK go on the right and he forced himself into the box, he won a penalty. Right. Um, Amrotaric, former uh, former Lion, brought down brought him down and Nani scored the penalty. They gave us the goal. And he's just a force to be reckoned with. Right. He's twenty years old. He's a complete or monster. nineteen years old, one of the two. Complete monster. Daryl DK. I uh, think he's a little older because he graduated college. I think twenty one or so. No, I think he's twenty. Still a monster, though. Yeah. Doesn't matter. ACC Golden Boot, I think, which so, is the best league in college. He was, yeah, he was projected number one pick, and we stole him at four. Unbelievable. Or three or four, one of the two. And it's just, I, I, I love him to death, Derek Kike. You can always be at the club, mate. High, high ceiling for him. High this ceiling. This is turning into a Orlando Lions then podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, any other big games stand out? Portland Timbers, um, Los Angeles drawing. Galaxy um, finally won with White. Minnesota drawing to Houston Dynamo. Minnesota dropping off a little bit, you know. They were a huge, huge team last year and the year before. Um, yeah, even in the cup, people people pitched them against Orlando, and we finished. We basically dealt with them pretty well. Right. And they have our former manager um, Keith 
I forget his first name for the life of me. And they have Kevin Molino, who I love to death. Oh my yeah. God, I love Kevin Molino. And when he was at the club, it was amazing. But, yeah, they've sort of dropped down on the pecking order a bit, huh? Uh... I don't I I don't think they've made a bunch of changes in the squad either. They haven't really. Um they haven't they got rid of uh uh was it what's his the striker's name? Quintero. Quintero, yeah. They got rid of him who was I think he went to Europe somewhere. No, he went to um Colombia, I believe. Oh, did he? I thought he went to like Fernabache or something. Something. Uh, he he moved away from the club and he was their he was their star guy, you know? He was the guy that would get into the box, play him behind, score a goal. Easy as you like. Yeah. I think he'd good for 14, 15 goals each season. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Colorado and Real Salt Lake game that got postponed. Um, nothing else stands out to A me. A lot really. of Philadelphia teams. Union beating New England Revolution, as you would hope so. Yeah. Um, nothing else really popping the MLS. Yeah. Um, we talked about Orlando City for like 20 minutes, but that's fine. Hey. Two guys from Florida, Central Florida, they have to talk about Orlando City. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, I think that's all we've got so far for our first, uh... Any, uh, transfer news you want to go over before? Transfer news, um, we already touched on Mesut Ozil possibly leaving. Um, we have Spurs who just brought in Joe Rendon, Rendon? I don't know if his Rendon? first name is Joe, I forget his name. I know his last name is Rendon from Swansea. Um, we need another center back, picked him up. Uh, on the brink of signing Human Sound for a long-term contract, as he yep. deserves. Um... Spurs fans love him. He loves the Spurs fans. It's only right. Um, we talked a little bit of Ben Harama signing for West Ham. Right, right. That's I think that's a big pickup for them. Yeah. Um, especially be. for a team that wants to push out of the mid-table realm. Low table a, at this point. Well, if you count last, last season, season yeah. I think that was just one of the seasons. You know, I, I think they're going to play all right this season. I think they're going to be all right. They're back into their mid-table seat. Um. Let's see here. Uh, Calvin Phillips reported Calvin today Phillips. out for six weeks. Shoulder injury. Wow. Big, Big blow for Leeds. Big blow for Leeds. Um, Liverpool are linked to Langley and Amtiti. Liverpool to and Spurs back. were also linked to Calvin Phillips for next summer. I yeah. think. Barcelona star defender Samuel Titi. Hey, he's always linked somewhere, man. Via caught offside, according to Don Ballon. But we know we don't trust anybody but Fabrizio Romano. Shout out to Fabrizio Romano, the man with all the knowledge. He's the soccer uh, transfer guru. He's the transfer guru. He is the football version of uh, the NBA guy. I forget his name. The big fat guy. You know he's not. He's not. He's not fat. Oh, what's his name? No idea, to be honest with you. Oh, oh my God, it's going to hurt me now. Woj. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Woj. He's the soccer version of Woj. The GOAT, man. The GOAT. Well, um... I think that's, uh, I think that's... I think that's all we got today. I think that's a wrap. Um, this is what it's going to be like for the first couple videos. Not oh. videos, uh, just podcasts. Podcasts. This will be the first, um, uh, We eventually want to go onto YouTube so we can have some visuals... Um, Once we get a better setup going. Yeah, just kind of, rec- this is like impromptu almost. Like yeah. we decided two days ago we want to make a podcast so. and we went and bought mics and now we're doing this. It is definitely a uh, scuffed, a little bit of a scuffed version, but yeah. I feel like it went well. We'll figure it out. Um, 
if you guys enjoyed, we're going to shout out our social medias that you yep. can follow us on. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Tap in Tuesday. That's T-A-P-I-N-T-U-E-S-D-A-Y. Tap Eventually, um, we want to get into, once we get a bigger following, um, for you guys to ask us some questions, yeah. some football um, hot takes, um, underrated players that you guys think we'll just give our yeah. opinions on we uh we want to hear more of you guys' opinions once we get uh, yeah, just more so, people watching so we can talk about it you know what i mean like that's what this is about yeah it's we'll just... definitely uh we'll, we'll be posting more on instagram and on facebook and on twitter we'll be posting more as the weeks go on definitely definitely so, as soon uh, as this video goes up we'll be posting our first post on everything pretty much yep. i think yeah um other than that you got anything last um last things to talk about Nothing really. Last um, notes. Last notes is just, I hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think it went pretty well. Yeah. Tune in next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with all the fixtures, Champions League, all that fun stuff. Hopefully, we'll have some more um, segments, I guess. Yeah. We didn't really have any segments. We, we didn't have any segments. We were just kind of talking about what happened. But went through the yeah, next week, like we'll have a more... We'll be a little bit more organized. Yeah, we'll have a more sectioned out outline. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching, uh, yeah. listening. Thank you guys. See you guys next Tuesday. Yep. See you guys next Tuesday.